Welcome to episode 58 of Shanlin on Batman. Finally, we get to we get to talk about uh, critics versus audience members. Dawn of the Tomato Meter. <laughs> no, it's we're talking about Batman v Superman. Down just wait a minute. I thought we were doing Batman Robin. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm out here. Bye. No, we're... <laughs> you watched the wrong movie, man. <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely gonna break down this Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice film. But we all finally saw. I've seen it three times now. The guys saw it last night with me. Um, yeah, it was our first. Uh, it was our first movie event. Our as BBS a, as a Trinity here. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It was. I'm surprised that Kyle liked it, but we'll get into that more. Oh, spoiler alert! Jesus. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That being said, this uh, this episode of Shanley on Batman is very, very, very heavily spoiler um, infused. So don't get mad if you're listening. Shut the shit off right now because we don't want to hear you guys whine at us and being mad at us that we spoiled a fucking movie for you because we don't want to do that. We didn't want movie spoiled for us. I mean, it was spoiled we didn't for talk me. to me and Kyle didn't talk to fucking Justin for. Almost a whole week because we didn't want to know anything about the movie. So if you're listening right now, we are going to be talking about the movie in its entirety, in full, spoilers included. So if you haven't seen the film, shut off this podcast until you have. Okay, so before we really jump into it, like some some crazy stuff has happened. Like the fan event happened Monday night and, you know, I've, all the fans were digging it. But then the following day, about 6 p.m., the critics' reviews started... Uh, piling in on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, if if you know about Rotten Tomatoes, it's pretty much just ag- aggregate. Like, it kind of takes uh, what critics have to say and kind of po- piles it onto, like, a little tomato meter. Well, as of right now, Batman v Superman sits at 30%. I'm really surprised by that. Um, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of hate uh, from, from critics. No, obviously there were... Uh, what Critic- really matters, though, is what the fan reception yeah. was, and that's sitting at a 73. Yeah, sitting at 73, cinema score got a B. Uh, so that's, that's you know, that's, you know, like 73%. I'm not happy about the the Rotten Tomato score, but the, we, we're going to answer some questions before we really get into the meat of the podcast. Because fans matter. Like, we, we really want uh, to know what you guys think, and if you have questions, like... We love it when you guys ask, so we're going to jump right into it. Um, first question from Bruce Bain at PS P Silver World. Uh, without using the it's setting up the DCEU narrative, is Bat- Batman v Superman truly a good standalone film? Without the DCEU setup, yeah. Without the DCEU DCEU setup, is Batman v Superman a good standalone film? Um. I think so, yes. Like, if if you can wrap your head around, like, somehow not being a comic book fan or superhero fan or something like that, and just, like, blindly going into the movie not really knowing what it was about, I think it, like, standalone does well as, like, just a film in its own. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got every element that... It's got every element in it to keep someone 
drawn to the story and everything. I, I, as a standalone film, yeah, it's definitely. It, I th- I think it would be great. Next question, Cedric Ramos at Tough Gong 1986. My question is: the hate towards Zach is the hate coming hate towards Zach coming from the fact that he makes adult comic book movies. Hashtag Washman. Hashtag Man of Steel. Hashtag BVS. You would think that would, that's not the case, but the fact that so many of the negative reviews specifically mention how this movie is not very lighthearted and it's not like Marvel, apparently, apparently now that is a valid criticism because that's what people are knocking it for when it was never trying to be that whatsoever. They're going to they're gonna hate on it for trying to be something different, I guess. Uh, I... I don't. Th- I think that the critics have it out for Snyder, and we've. I've said this before. Like, you know, I talked to somebody tonight, and they said, you know, I don't. I don't care for his visual style. Well, okay, that's fine, but is the film good? Like, at the end of the day, like you, like people are gonna shoot movies completely different than everyone else. At the end of the day, were you engaged by the story? Did you like the actors? Did you like, you know, like there's so many things that. You can take away. I had my criticisms of the film. We'll get to that later. But is the film, other than the the, the visual style, because that, I feel like that's what he gets like criticized most of the, his visual style. Yeah. His he he likes to do the slow mo. His movies are a little they're they're darkly darker lit. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but is the film good? And that's what we're going to talk about. And that's uh, something that we're going to really get into um andrew kais at drew kais who's a great friend of the show seeing the critical reaction should snyder step away i love him but others don't kyle you're gonna ask the guy that's generally a fan of most Zack snyder movies whether or not Zack <laughs> snyder should stick around i mean uh, the critical reaction you know like it's at 30 percent of Rotten tomatoes like yeah like we like I made a joke. Sharknado is at what eighty two or eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Something like that. But like, granted, that movie only has like twenty twenty five reviews aggregated into their the website. So yes, Kyle, do you think Zack Snyder should step away? Considering the box office that's already acquired that they've already gotten, I'm gonna say no. The movie is selling just fine right now. It's well on track to meet what it needed to gain a profit. I I'm, think I'm nervous about the the second week. I'm afraid there's going to be a hefty drop yeah, that, off. That's going to be the the big telling thing. But I think as long as it kind of stays on track, and the general positivity from fans, I think Zack Snyder should be fine to stay on board for Justice League Part One. Do you do you think that uh, he needs to maybe readjust a few things with Justice League going forward? Maybe make it make them having a few more scenes levity, a little more lighthearted. Do you think that, should, or should he continue on this? Oh yeah, this route? changes need to be made with the films themselves because if they just kind of keep doing what they're doing now, each film on its own is just not going to hold up and kind of be its own thing. It's always going to be relying on future projects to kind of feel what's going on in the movie. They need to kind of slow down, make sure everything is nice, compact, and it's well made, just kind of how it is, and then. Build off of the foundation that they've established. Tom, do you think? Do you think with a critical reaction that they should that Zack Snyder should step away? I don't think that he should step away by any means. Like Kyle said, with the box office, it's well on track to be where it should to make a profit. 
But I also kind of feel like the critics that are busting this film still are the critics that have been busting this film since before it was made. Uh, there's a lot of people that are saying, like, oh, it's crap and blah, blah, blah. But it's still, it, it came out two days ago. You know what I mean? It's still, there's a lot of people that need to see this that are going to have a voice and opinion about all this stuff, too. But as far as what I've seen... Yes, things do need to be changed, but no, they shouldn't rip that guy's job out from under him for making this film. It was a good film. I I personally enjoyed the way it was shot. Um, okay, like my, I'm kind of like with you guys. I think that yes, there 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 does need to be a few minor changes, but it's not with the how the film is. I guess you could say it's uh, it's darker. I feel like it's a more serious tone. I like that. I prefer that. That's why Civil War is my favorite MCU film. That's why I'm a huge fan. Why are you laughing about that, Kyle? I'm just impressed that you managed to see Civil War already. I mean, damn it, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I did that last night, too. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, Winter Soldier. I always have been doing that. I don't know why. I guess you, you just really want to see Civil War, I don't think you? He's I excited do. for it. He is. I do like... I, I love the I Russo I can't blame brothers. you. It looks... Yeah, it looks... Um, even though I'm just... Them fighting on on a air but now there's Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> um. Anyway, but <laughs> Winter Soldier. Sorry. Uh. What was I saying? I don't. Remember. You were saying that Winter Soldier is your favorite movie in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. The darker tone. I and you know like that's why I'm really excited for X Men Apocalypse. Uh. I I really I really prefer my superhero movies to be more serious to be taken a little bit more seriously. Do I think that Snyder needs to do a few things? To, to really get the mainstream audience involved in these films, yes. I think that he needs to actively look for a character like The Flash who can give a little bit more comedy to, to do that. But I'm not saying that that's what, it, I, I don't want to see like Batman and Robin. I don't want to see Batman forever. I think he what needs to happen is keep going on the path, but make sure that you are aware that people are looking for a, a movie that has a little bit of that serious tone, but has a little that light heart. I think of it like how Lord of the Rings was. The Two Towers is my favorite favorite of that. The first half of that movie is like kind of like jokey, but when it gets dark, it's really dark. I feel like that's how his world needs to be kind of established. You know, there's funniness, you know, there's, like, you know, the Mary Pippin, like, they, they're the good comedy team. They need to have something like that in the next, the Justice League, where it's, I feel like people enjoyed this film, but they, you need a little bit of comedy up front a little bit, mm -hmm. I think. Um, we definitely need Flash and Aquaman just kind of. Making jokes about each other. I could see, like, I could definitely see that, like, one of those guys, like, maybe, whether, like you said, maybe it's the Flash, maybe it's Aquaman, maybe it's Cyborg, but, like, somebody's gonna be the comic relief guy, you know, and it's gonna be, like, the 90s sitcom funny guy, you know, it'll be the Kramer of the bunch. Right, know? like, there, Alfred was funny in the film. Yeah. Um, but I just, <laughs> you need just a little bit more, because when you have two characters like Batman and Superman, who are really dealing with a lot of stuff emotionally, you, you need something to kind of like, you know, go up against that. Because Superman, to me, it was always kind of like more lighthearted kind of a guy. I mean, I like this kind of take, but he needed, when you have two of those 
dark characters that are dealing with so many things emotionally, you have to have something thrown in there. And I really didn't care for the Perry White stuff. I know we're really getting into that, but that's my overall thought of it. I don't think he needs to step away. I think he needs to adjust. Mm -hmm. Uh, He needs to realize that, yeah, his style is his style, but he needs to adjust something. Whatever that is, I think he realizes it now. Uh, seeing a few interviews he's done where he looks a little depressed. Yeah. Do Do you think that he can make that change? Do you think that he can find a way to make this change and to change it and to do that something? I think so. Like, uh, like I mean, he was able to make a, a kind of a kids movie with the Guardians of the yeah. uh, Gahul, which I you know was enjoyable. I mean, Dawn of the Dead had moments of funniness in it. I I I think like. I don't think a lot. I, I saw some things where he doesn't get Superman. I think he really gets Superman, but he need there's some, he needs something to counterbalance the the Batman. You know what I'm saying? Batman's so dark and serious, and so like he he's dealing with so much. That's you, what makes those. That's what makes all the Justice League like animated series things work, though. Is like that Batman is like the dark and like just angry guy that like every time there's something going on and like everyone's having a good time batman's always there to you guys aren't my friends you guys blah 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 you know right. like <laughs> and, so i'm not saying like i i want them to go like full-on marvel with like you know innocuous one-liners you know mm-hmm. i don't need that but i do think that you know look what the how like the tone of suicide squad looks just in the trailer just it seems to be everyone everyone seems to be having a good time that's true. Whereas in, you know, you have Batman and Superman who are dealing with so much underneath of both of them. Yeah. There were a lot of scenes where Superman was, like, almost in tears. So I I, I feel like that a few adjustments need to make. Uh, the final question uh, for for now, if there's more, we'll answer them later. Matt Wallstead at uh, Walls ADM. Sorry, I'm really bad at this. I'm I'm looking at a like little iPhone screen, so you need an yeah. iPad or something. I know. Why why didn't I bring it tonight? <laughs> our, he goes, our critics still relevant. Ooh. Oh my god, who was that? Matt Wallstead. Like one of Matt my- Wallstead is now one of our favorite people. That's a great question. Kyle, I like Kyle because I know he's been like, Ugh. go for it, Kyle. I'm trying to remember the last time I ever took a critic's opinion seriously. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what, okay. Well, you gotta you gotta answer a little. You gotta go <laughs> I further. Gotta go more. Oh, go further. Um, Kyle's already done four hours worth of podcast today. Forgive so me. Forgive him for his. <laughs> I'm a little loopy right now, but um, really, I, I've just gotten to a point where the only person's opinion I can really trust is my own. So I've just kind of been less and less reliant on critic opinions for anything. Like, if I see a trailer, if I think it's good, I'm going to go see the movie. If I hear it's bad afterwards, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I got to see it to find out. So, I can only trust myself. So, I mean, I don't think the critics matter at this point in time right now. I just, I really don't. I don't feel like, I don't feel like they're giving a fair and accurate representation of what's going on. I just, that's just how I feel for some reason. I feel like there's... There's a pressure on some of these guys to maybe give this film negative reviews. Like, they're just kind of, they feel like, oh man, everybody's pissed off about this movie, so I need to, I need to be pissed off about this movie too. 
There, there's a certain section of the, this community that, from the day this movie was announced, like, oh, this is going to be shitty or terrible or whatever. And, you know, like, I saw a few reviews, like, this is the worst comic book movie ever. I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. They must Did not you... have seen Daredevil. Or Jonah Hex. Or Spider-Man 3. Or The Amazing Spider-Man. Or Fantastic. Or, or The Electra. Wolverine. <laughs> Etc. <laughs> not, I'm sorry, not The Wolverine. The X-Men The Last Stand. Or the, Origins. Oh, or X-Men Origins. There's a lot of really shitty comic book Steel. movies. Steel. Yeah. It, there's oh. no way this is Kazam. Howard the Duck. <laughs> oh. Howard the Duck. Like, shall I go on? Like, if you really think that Batman v Superman is the worst comic book movie of all time, then you should not be a movie critic, because obviously you do not know what makes good or bad comic book movies. Just saying. And that's not a biased opinion, because we like Batman either. That's just really how we feel over here. Like, we've talked shit about bad Batman movies before. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We, we've we've gone through quite a few movies now on the podcast and picked apart a lot of movies. Batman Returns, like, Batman and Robin. We've picked they're them hard apart. Watches. They're hard Yeah, they're real hard to sit through. If we weren't sitting here making fun of them while we were watching them, they, we would have been sat through them. Like, so... Yeah, what's next? Uh, that's the last question. So let's let's jump right into it. I know like we probably spent like 15 20 minutes just on that oh, alone. Um this is going to be a longer uh episode. So let um, I, first question I'm going to ask is I know you're like <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh let's do this. Overall, okay, let's jump right into it. Kyle, what is your first impression of seeing the film? Do you believe that the the mass critical response from the critics uh, was warranted? Did you did you enjoy the film? Uh, were there issues for you? I'm very much of the opinion that while I could definitely see why some people would not like this movie, a lot of the uh, the issues are pretty basic things that could have been fixed with a little bit more editing, maybe slight changes in the order of how uh, events in the movie play out, maybe. I'm not specifically sure on it, but I feel like the issues for the most part were on the minor side. And as a whole, the movie may not necessarily do everything it set out to do. But the big thing that I think it has accomplished is viewers are now prepared for the Justice League to hit the big screen. They've done enough preparation. While it may have been a sloppy preparation, they've gotten there. They've done... In, like, one movie, what Marvel took, like, four or five movies to do, which was set up their universe for the big collab. Tom? Um, I was really... When I was watching the film, from like, from the beginning through watching it and stuff, I was actually... I was, I was pretty weary of it. I was, like, kind of, like, on and off with it. There was points that had me really excited like grinning ear to ear the whole time and there was parts where i was just kind of like wait a minute what i don't but when it was over and we were standing in the lobby chit-chatting and stuff you asked you you pretty much asked us this question last night because you had already seen it three times now you know how was it and as an overall film i think it was great and the way that the way that like all the the characters were laid out before us and like the amount of like screen time they got and everything i felt like that was really well balanced 
and they they gave us enough of what we wanted to see without giving us every single aspect of what we are hoping to see in the come in the to the soon to come films you know mm-hmm. so overall i i think it was a great film i i saw, i've seen it three times now and every time i see it i enjoy it a little bit more the issues that yeah. are glaring are still glaring issues as in for me my biggest issue with the film set aside from batman killian that'll be an issue for later in the show um is the pace issue the editing issue and the editing issue, like, after, like, the first 10, 15 minutes, like, after that great sequence of, you know, that opens up the film with, you know, I'm Thomas. I'm so glad they did it that way. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And it was so cinematic, and I loved it that way. And they kind of did, they kind of did everything right in that moment. You know, Bruce falling down the, the well, the bats carrying him up. I thought that was awesome. Uh, I didn't. I, I liked that. I thought that was so interesting to see. I... I was so close to being like, oh my god, this movie is terrible. And then, and then I was like, wait, it's a dream, it's a dream. It's a dream, it's a dream. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I was like, oh god. Oh. Yeah, I, that's where I was too. It's so when, interesting yeah. to see that. It was really interesting to see that. It was a different take on it. Yeah. Um, Which I enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed the scene, like I said before, the, the scene with uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Like, that was so cinematic, seeing them killed and then the moment where bruce jumps off the helicopter and that's probably one of my favorite moments in all of batman hit like on film history that movie saw he races in running to danger but after that like this movie really slows down and there's issues with like no i said last night like that that scene where the the chest opens up and it reveals the new bat suit and he's looking at it, it looks like obsessed or upset or something, it felt I, like I was watching and I felt like something had happened before that to get to him there. Like maybe there was a flashback of like wasn't the scene Jason before T- that the one where Alfred gives him the invitation to the party and saying yeah. he doesn't need the suit, but then like it cuts and the first thing you see Bruce doing is looking at the bat, suit. looking yeah. at the suit. Yeah, it's like yeah. Alfred just said he don't need it. You what just are you doing? Stop looking at it. <laughs> so I'm like, did something happen? Like is this like? It's th- things like that. Yeah. It would jump from like really fast frenetic energy to boom, like boom, boom to, to slow. Right. And it'd be in in my review. I said, you know, usually these things are few and far between, but it was there was there wasn't any of that. It was a whole like twenty minutes of just nothing really driving the narrative full. And there's plot going on, but there, like, yeah, there's It's not dry. Like, it, you're not yeah. really engaging yeah. in it. Um, I, I love, like, the scene where they're in Africa. I thought that was interesting. I like the scenes with them, with when you first meet Lex, and when he, you know, he's at Lex Corp and everything, and he's really setting his world up. But then, like, when they do the, the scene at, uh, the big, the big, uh, scene where Bruce is at Bruce meets Clark for the first time. Okay, yeah. That kind of dragged for me. It was interesting to see them. Uh, you know, the stuff with Lois kind of dra- slowed things down. But like I said, like it was just strange how the the pace fr- from the like the from minute like 20 25 to that first hour just really kind of dragged. There was nothing going on. They needed to have like a little action like to break that up or something. Or they, when they cut the movie down from three hours to two thirty, 
they took those those important beats out of those moments. Mm-hmm. Is my guess, and that's really a shame because I felt like how the how you know the world was kind of being set up. There were things really that could have if they would have kept the movie at three hours and made it like Lord of the Rings or King Kong long. I feel like the reaction would have been much more positive. I mean, am I the only one who think that? Like, what did you guys do? You guys think there, there's a cut of this movie? The three hour cut is gonna be is gonna have those richer moments because, like I said, it's weird. Like weird things, weird things cut into it. And that nightmare scene, I, I, I like it, but I don't like it because that's something that could have been left for the extended version of this movie. It's like it almost felt like, oh my god, we just saw how awesome Mad Max Fury Road is. Let's throw a scene in like that. Like, it really does, like, I understand what they're trying to show and get at with, you know, uh, Bruce, like, seeing the world under the control of Superman, but what is it adding? Like, we already understand that Bruce really distrusts this Kryptonian after seeing the destruction of Metropolis. What is it, why, what is it adding to the story going forward? Other than he's fearful. I mean, what do you think, Kyle? Honestly, the only real thing that was useful for was setting up Justice League. And, cause like, they tried to do this thing right afterward with Flash to make it seem like he's talking about how Bruce should fear Superman. But he didn't need that because before he even got to the point, he was already wary of Superman. He was already in the process of acquiring Kryptonite to take down Superman. He didn't need any more motivation to take him down. Like that dream, ad, that whatever, that hallucination, that dream really is not adding stuff. to. It was like they already have that value elsewhere yeah. in the film where you could actually, you could have showed, you know, maybe a scene of Bruce, you know, reliving like the memory of Jason Todd murder. Or you, he could have, there could have been even some dialogue, you know, set up, you know, Alfred, I keep having this dream about this Kryptonian coming to Earth and really enslaving all of humankind they could have done that yeah but they didn't they had this like four minutes three or four minute scene that adds nothing to it and obviously it's an action sequence but it just was weird yeah like it was kind of cool but at the same time it probably should have been optional content because like we said the only purpose it really served was be hey guys look dark side Oh my god they could have they honestly could have just cut that they could have showed him looking at the binoculars Cut that right. Have that that dark side thing in the middle of the earth. They could have had that, and then they could have started showing the Superman guard shooting. Cut back right to the story. Yeah. Him waking up, especially since they already do another teaser for Dark Side at the very end of the movie. We'll we'll get to that, but at the very end, there's already another reference to Dark Side coming. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're just beating us over the head with this. And like, so and then there's a dream within a dream or something. Like I didn't totally understand that. I know Tom had issues hearing what the Flash was saying, but when I first saw that, I'm like, holy shit, Red Hood. But like, I really, really thought that I was like, because I, I totally forgot like these characters were in the film right. because you're so because. They said they cut so much stuff out for this theatrical version. But what do you what do you think about what do I do? Do you feel like maybe like we're looking at it, or so that that point of view, you know, is like looking at it as a, like a diehard fan, like because like, I think about it as like maybe that maybe that scene was in there to really drive home the the drive home that 
Superman really, like you said, Superman could enslave the Earth. You have a Kryptonian that's coming. Like, you get that it's like an issue with with Batman, with Bruce Wayne, Batman, Lex Luthor and everything, but I almost feel like maybe they use that scene to really drive that home to the people that really don't have a clue about, like, the backstories and stuff, mm-hmm. all these people that, like, damn, I guess he really could fuck shit up, you I know? feel like they, if you're going to do use that scene, and, like, obviously I'm not Zack Snyder, I'm at the studio, yeah. I've never made a film, like, I mean, I have done, fooled around with editing before, you know, but not anything like that. But that mo- scene could have been either taken out and put into the extended version of the film, or you move that scene mm-hmm. further in the front of the film. Like, okay, you could have, you could have played that scene, because remember, he has a dream, another, another dream before that dream, where he goes into the tomb of his, of his family, oh, yeah. and the blood's dripping down, and all of a sudden, the bat comes in a, like, was it a parademon or a bat? It was a bat. I'm pretty sure it was a bat. Like I thought, it looked like a bat, but you could have you could have cut that scene out. Like obviously, Bruce is having nightmares and everything, but having him have two nightmares and then really not have anything, nothing pays off with having him have these nightmares. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like that, it's at it's not you're not adding value by having that scene i know you i know kyle said last night that you disliked that scene why did you dislike it so much just because it was so extreme it was very extreme the build-up to it was so sudden that it catches you off guard like bruce wayne's just in his ass and all of a sudden it's like hard cut we're in the desert now it was a hard cut like it just kind of comes out you're like oh wait it's going on well i'm lost okay well okay okay i know we're at now kind of it, it just catches you off guard and then yeah like we were saying in the end, it was completely optional. We didn't need that scene there to give us any more insight what was going on. It's not a wow factor scene either. Like, it's like, people aren't going to remember, oh my god, you remember that scene in the desert? Because it's it's a dream. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not something that's actually happening. Like, or it's a hallucination or whatever. Like, if you had actually had Darkseid in the dream, then it'd be like, oh my god, there's the big bad villain guy here. But he never shows up. It's just The parademons did. Which yes, were cool. Parademons, yeah, yeah they did look cool. Unless you're specifically looking for them, you may not necessarily notice them because yeah. you're more focused on Batman, like breaking breaking the guy's and, like, necks and straight stuff. up going like like fucking... the action was pretty yeah. decent, but that yeah again, that scene was really cool. He's straight I up feel was like, like they could have cut that from the movie and then use that to incentive to create incentive for like the special ultimate cut that's coming mm-hmm. out. Like that, like like I said, like that that whole. I feel like and you know talking with people. You know, talking with some some of my friends and everything. That's what they. What everyone's like. What what was going on in that scene? I don't. I didn't understand it. And I tried to explain it. Like, it's a scene where super like Batman sees what the future future world would look like under enslavement of you know of this this god and how his presence being in control of Earth. Brings all this, all, all these other intergalactic beings to Earth because they want to take over, as well. You know the, the scene he opens up. He's like, "Do you got the rock?" And he has that really cool voice. It's really bizarre, dreamlike. He opens it up, and he, you think you're seeing kryptonite, but it's not kryptonite. It's the green. It's green it's light bulbs. Yeah. yeah, but like I said, it just it they they could have they could have done other ways of ed- talking about that scene. They could have just been. There could have been some quick dialogue between Bruce and Alfred 
talking about it, or there could have been something, there could have been a scene at, with Bruce and Diana talking about, you know, that as well, bringing them closer together. And honestly, if you had cut that scene out, you could still do the part where Flash shows up and then mm-hmm. right afterwards, and it would actually work better. Yes. Because then you're not going from a dream to another weird dream-ish sequence to reality. Because that was hard to follow if you really didn't know it was Flash. Like, that was confused. Like, my my girlfriend, like, she's not a huge in-depth fan, you know, and she was like, yeah, I didn't really understand who that was. Like, I thought maybe it was a Flash because she's heard me ramble random mm-hmm. bullshit. Like, like, oh, yeah, he can go back in time, you know, he goes so fast and whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's like, it, for, she said, for me, I just, I didn't know if it was the Flash or not. I kind of didn't get that. Yeah, right. Like, I was thinking this, if I hadn't been watching the Flash show recently, uh-huh. I would have been completely lost right there. I would have had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I only know that because I'm like, oh yeah, I've been like watching the TV show Flash lately, so I kind of like understand what he can do. That's what he can yeah. do. Um, like I said, when I first saw it, because it was so, it was so, wakes up and sees that, and I thought it was Red Hood like coming back in time because it was part of the, like it was part of the dream, and like you know the 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 mask opens up and it reveals like this, this you know like this kind of domino mask i was like oh my god is this red hood is this robin is this Nightwing? what the fuck's going on it's very very strange it, it went from one strange scene to like there's my big issues like obviously like i don't mind so much bruce talking with diana you know in his tuxedo like that really didn't add much like they're you're trying to establish a relationship between these two people and, you know, like kind of a black tie kind of a dinner thing. And then she, the, it just leaves. There's a lot of weird things that go on in the first act of that movie. Like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll give you that. Like the, sure. bu- the bullet thing really didn't pay off. And I hated that a lot. Like, I feel like it's fucking Superman, right? Lois is like, oh, I got this bullet I dug out of the journal. This is great. Oh, no one knows who it's fucking made from. Oh, God, Superman's home. Let me put this bullet in a bag. He's <laughs> fucking Superman. Like, he's got x-ray vi- I just don't feel like Clark Kent would have missed that. I don't feel like Superman would have missed that. He would have walked into the bathroom and been like, oh, hey, baby, what's up? What's in your bag? You know what I mean? That's what I, I, I feel. I saw you do like, that. I yeah. saw you throw that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's how that would have went down. Like, what's in your bag? What you hiding? What you got there? It's just all Family Guy style. Yeah, like, but no, seriously, I just feel like he would. I I mean, he would have caught that. The bullet thing didn't even pay off. It didn't do anything. It had nothing. The only thing it does is give the audience information that Lex Luthor was actually behind that initial. Thing. Yeah, I get that, but you, and, and I we agree could have done you. it a different way, or yeah. we don't even need that beginning scene to really do Just anything. Just knowing the freaking Scarface dude was employed by Lex Luthor is enough to. <laughs> There's an inside joke there. We yeah, I <laughs> cannot tell you that inside joke, but we're all laughing. Um, but just to know that like that Scarface dude was employed by Lex Luthor—that was enough. Yeah, the yeah. KG. That was enough to say, "Oh, okay, Lex Luthor's the guy behind that whole desert attack." Mm-hmm. I mean, he. He was the one that figured out the way to Superman's heart is Lois Lane, you know. And Speaking of that beginning scene, yeah. Do you know the uh, the guy that was with Lois, the camera? Was that Jimmy Olsen? That was supposed to be Jimmy Olsen. Was they was... fucked up Jimmy Olsen, yo. <laughs> they dead. killed Jimmy Olsen the first five He's minutes done. of the movie. And uh, like Nuts. that, I whoever played that, he played really. He was a really strong actor. 
Yeah, for what he for where he yeah, yeah. the small amount he was there yeah like and that's enough, like she, she had nothing to do with this she had no clue it was all blah blah yeah it like it, it almost felt like I was watching like a Chris Nolan like it like just how like everything was set up it was intense yeah, yeah. um the 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 everyone who was a part of this film was really strong as in like the actors category I agree yeah they're, they're like individual performance wise was this movie par. was amazing yeah. like individual performances this like, movie was like you top believe, fucking notch you believe in everyone's motivations yeah. it just like they going going back to the editing they they really and like this is when we talk about our Zack Snyder needs to make adjustments this is where he his he lacks in strength he doesn't uh-huh. know when to cut things up and trim things here or there. Like, was that Chris Nolan? Like, we never have, we, you never have issues with that. Steven Spielberg, you never have issues with that. Um, other, like George Miller, those mm-hmm. directors really know exactly when things need to, where you're getting these, those value, things of value in scenes, but they also know when it's good to cut away and keep the narrative going. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I give Snyder a lot of credit. He, he had a, he, from the moment this movie was announced, people wanted this movie to fail. So he was climbing up on an uphill battle from the get go. But at the same time, when you, when I wrote my review, this man, you, the studio has had three years to finalize this movie. Three years. And when you come out after, after delaying the film, it was supposed to come out last year. When you delay the film a whole year, you, all these issues need to be ironed out. Yeah. You need to come out. If you're delaying a film, you're saying, we're going to make sure that this is the best movie we're going to give you, then these issues of editing, because those are technical. Like, you can, you can get away with someone not giving a, like, um, given such a strong performance, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can get away with that. You can get away with, like, CGI things really not holding up like it does at the end there. You can get away with a few things here or there. But when you come, when it's, when it comes to editing and story-wise, those things are what people are going to remember the movie about. And that's what we've been talking about pretty much this whole time, or is the, the pace of the film. How it felt choppy. But once after that, like, after they got over that hump, Everything was really fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I remember seeing it at the fan screen at Monday night. I was like, do I like this? Like, as that stuff was going on, am I enjoying this? It was, it was just really strange. But as soon as Batman comes on screen again, it's like, okay, everything's back to like being badass and awesome. Yeah, that was my initial, like, like I said, when I was when we, I was initially watching the movie and going through, I kept finding myself going, do I like this? Like... Is this how I see that? Is this good? And then, yeah. But when it was done, I, after processing all of it and going back, I was like, "That was damn good." Mm-hmm. But it was hard. It was, it was different. It was just something we're not used to, you know. And it's and like you know, I got kind of taken over the coals over Twitter. Like you're you're the reason, like the the divide between Marvel and mm-hmm. DC, which I really. He Dude. just said Civil War is his favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> Winter Soldier. Um, but, the, like I was saying, like, when you, ha- when you have this extra time and you're not utilizing it to make sure and going over everything with a fine tooth comb, 
you're you're gonna get this reaction from critics, and I, as much as I feel like it's an unfair how he's been kind of like taken over the coals by critics, it's, you know you know who we're talking about, but you leave your you leave yourself open to that sort of criticism. If you're gonna delay a moving entire year, you're already telling them you're you're having doubts yeah. about the film. I mean, what do you guys think of that, Kyle? Like, would you agree, disagree? Oh, you're, you're spot on. Like, I, I don't know exactly what they were doing that extra year, but a lot of that should have been spent fixing the technical issues. I'm sure there was maybe some reshoots here or there. Uh, was there anything that they changed about the their script somewhere before that? I don't know how recent that was. But... I'll, I'll, the only thing about that, only thing that I know about that is, there's a longer cut of the film. Yep. Three hours long. It's going to be rated R. I'm really curious to see how that turns out. Because going through this movie, I felt really mixed. Because on one hand, I felt like there was too much in this movie. But at the same time, I felt like I was missing something. Like there wasn't enough. Right. And it's it's weird. Like yeah. I love when Batman, when the Batman's on screen, it's like, holy crap. But like the other stuff, it's like. I'm just like, what? And it's not, like, terrible stuff. It's not, like I said, it's not like Fantastic Four or, you know, it, like, the Hulk movies. Like, it's not like that. It just, they, it's just like, there was, the and the, the only way I'd describe it is, like, when I reviewed The Force Awakens, like, I was hoping it'd be richer. Like, you, you have, you're supposed to, when you have a big budget, you're supposed to have the best of everything. The best scripts, the best sets, all this stuff. But when you, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say he dropped the ball, but I feel like, I don't think he fumbled it, but the only way I can describe it is, he should have hit a strike, but he only got a spare. That's the only way I can describe mm-hmm. it. Hmm. So was there anything else that we disliked about the film before we get into the positives? Um, I just want to say that the last scene of the movie pissed me off a little bit. Which scene? The scene where it's Superman's coffin and the dirt's on it, and just before it cuts the credits, the dirt starts rising off of it. I feel like if you're going to try to emulate the death of Superman, either stick to it, like you need to stick to it, rather than take it back at the last second. You're really going to try to like give us like a cliffhanger here? Like... He, like he Not tried, that it was like a cliffhanger. He tried but to pull it Christopher kinda, Nolan. Yeah, like like Inception. Is he Christ- dead? Or, or but like maybe. it wasn't subtle enough to be a Christopher. Nolan. He, he had his wedding ring. Like <laughs> right, right. I just feel like I was so excited during the last five ten minutes from this movie or so because I'm like, oh my god, they they, they killed did it. Like, they had the cojones to kill Superman before Justice League, and then they took it back. At the last second. I, would, I don't know if they took it back, but, like, we don't know what happens. Maybe there maybe. was... Maybe. Ma- like, if they come out and are like, oh, yeah, the, the energy that was causing the dirt to rise was actually because Flash showed up all of a sudden. Yeah, like that... Like, if so they many- did that, then I'd be, okay, that's better. You actually pulled off a Christopher Nolan. It was Nolan. a fracking-induced earthquake. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, we can't just assume some random event like that happened. The most obvious thing that happened was... The energy is coming from the Kryptonian inside the coffin. Mm-hmm. Right, like, and yeah, I was having a conversation with someone, like, well, how do you think that happened? I was like, well, Superman is Superman. Like, his heartbeat could make anything like that. Just, yeah. It, like, him taking a breath. The power of the sun makes him stronger. The light from the sun that's, makes that's him stronger. That's another thing. Like, the sun is what's supposed to revitalize him, the yeah. radiation from that. 
He ain't getting that when he's in the car. He's in a box. Yeah. So I'm really confused by that. I feel it, like if they had because, just it was he, it's because he was in the the Kent house in front of that big picture window with the box open. <laughs> <laughs> um, was I there, had that annoyed I, me, but and it it's not like an issue. It is an issue. I don't know. I'm bringing it up anyway. It, there's too much Lois Lane, yep. man. I really feel she was great and she did a great job and she didn't have any like bad acting moments. Did she or really anything like do that. anything for the plot of the movie though? That's the thing though. Like it was just kind of like she's, oh, she's sexy. So put her, that, put her, her there. in the top. Well, yeah, in the her tub. in the tub was like risque as shit. It was awesome. I loved it. It was, it, it was, was very, very sexy. Yeah. But. For her to be everywhere, doing everything, she, she's like, here with Lex Luthor. Now she's here with the spear, and yeah, she's and now the, she's in the desert, and now she's she's running around with the bullet, and she's having a secret meeting with this guy for the bullet, and she's having a secret meeting with that guy for the bullet. She's got balls. Now she's, she's in, gonna yeah, she's got balls. She's <laughs> in the guy's bathroom. Like <laughs> there was more Lois than Superman in this there was and more, Batman and Wonder Woman. She, it was. <sighs> It was just a strange, like, that's how you decided you were, that's what you decided you were going to fall back on for your story, was the Lois Lane aspect to all this? Really? I feel like that's what they tried to do with Man of Steel, too. That's true. Um, but yeah, I have, I, I would say it's a, 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 an issue. It wasn't terrible, but I just think they could have did something else. There was know? a lot of Lois. My issue, my only other issue, I mean, we'll get to the killing issue later. My my other issue is the whole Scoot McNary, his character of Keith. Like I did not like. Uh, That's the wheelchair guy, right? Yeah, yeah, like that whole thing, like them trying to set him up. I did up. not see that coming, though. <laughs> him blowing people yeah, up. Yeah, I did not see that. Coming. I didn't see it coming either. Even, I thought it was when, awesome. Even when the freaking, even when the senator turned the thing everyone and it was laughing. On it or whatever, everyone like, was laughing. He's like, "You guys are stupid. You guys have no idea what's gonna happen." The boom. Yeah, everyone was like, I, ah. I did like because I'm like, oh god, that's the thing like Luther was talking about. <laughs> now is he gonna like come up from behind her and take the mic away or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved it. There, there's a. You guys probably missed it, but because. There's what, a, what he says you've seen thing? it three times. No, no, no. He says you're going to be on the hot seat tonight, Senator. Yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. yes, and I didn't catch that the first he does. time. Holy but seeing it the second time, Good I was call. like, ooh, you're going to be in the hot seat tonight, Senator. I was like, yes, that's so awesome. Um, but just the scoop, like his, him going and doing that thing, like defacing it, and then. The cops were like, we need backup. This guy has no legs. <laughs> Why do you need... There's two of you. There's half of uh, him. Uh, sir, we're going to need the taser for this. <laughs> like, like, I just don't understand. And, and like, it was so awkward when they threw him in the cop car. Let's just say it. Let's just get. Let's just say it. Let's say what everyone wants to say. It was awkward watching two grown men having to, like, manhandle... That poor guy, like throwing him <laughs> in the back of a cop car, it was like come on. It's just like weird, and like the like the Gotham City Police and Metropolis Police are like Keystone cops because that that other scene where they're in the house, it's like Batman's first appearance, oh, and he's yeah. shooting everyone, and everyone's like, "We're gonna get you out of here," and just like it was just <laughs> like cops. Okay, I've been around cops a long time, my entire life, no cop. <laughs> Is ever gonna be like really nervous to go inside a house with this shotgun pulled, and then when they go downstairs to get these people out, and they're like, oh, "What was that? Let's quietly go up the stairs." 
Like, it's just that whole scene, it was weird, and then he's shooting at. He's yeah, he's sh- just, like, randomly discharging his fucking shotgun everywhere throughout the whole, like, oh, so like, sorry, I almost shot no, you in the face, partner. If you're a police officer, and you're, like, when my dad sees this, he's going to be pissed off about this. If you're a police officer, and you're scared to go inside a house that you get <laughs> called to, you should be, be a, a police cop. officer, yeah. Like, they're sweating. Were they both first day on the job kind of cops? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, I had issues with, but the, back to the Scoot McNary thing. Like, I understand, like, the need for him, less of him. Like, I don't need to see a scene with him where he's obsessing. There's a lot less of him now. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, here's what he accomplished in the movie. He was kind of there to kind of represent the, dislike of Superman that some people mm-hmm. would have. But they showed a scene of him, like, obsessing over with, like, the papers. Yeah, like, you didn't need that. The other thing he did is... Back he, to editing. <laughs> he, yeah, he got the bomb into where the... Which was, was ingenious. That was ingenious. That was, that was awesome. Like, the wheelchair, that was awesome. I like, love yeah. that. But you needed... But that's l- kind of cool, but you didn't need it at the same time. You could have just had the bomb be there. You, been so you, easy did need to do to, you did need to, though, establish. No, because they put, they made him go through the, uh, yeah. they made him go through the metal detector. They you checked need, him. Did they? they? Need, yeah, yeah. They, you need, they needed to establish Lex giving him the thing. Figuring but out you, you how did to do not that, yeah. need to have him in the meeting, you did not need to have him meeting with, uh, the senator beforehand. No, yeah. not at all. No. You like, could have completely. That was a whole scene that could have been gone. Like, even the, do you think my dad would care if I changed just one thing in the study? Like, I mean, it was cool for the end, like, when they were going through his office and the picture was flipped, you know, like, mm-hmm. but we didn't need any of that. You're talking all. about, you're t- I'm, I'm talking about, what are you talking about? I was talking about the private meeting with the senator. No, no, I'm talking about s- the Scoot McNary. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he met with the senator for, like, two minutes. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. Cut, they could have cut that yeah. whole thing out. Yeah, they could have cut that, too. Yeah. I like that scene, though. I really liked, like, let's talk about Lex Luthor. What did you guys think of Lex Luthor? Kyle? Um, First off, just, you know, just kind of remind people, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Jesse Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. Never have and probably never will. Sorry, Jesse. I just, I don't know. I can't. You I know he's listening. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Jesse. He's not not even seen the movie. Um, as no, far our, as no. far as his Lex Luthor, I'm not a fan of the quirky kind of zany villains, especially Lex Luthor, who I've always considered one of the most serious villains. So there was kind of a kind of a weird thing going on there where I could never really buy his Lex Luthor. And another thing is his motivation. For disliking Superman, like we all know why he doesn't, because the whole he doesn't like the fact that there's this alien that's being worshipped by people, and he doesn't feel safe around the idea that Superman could turn any minute. But they didn't properly set up this Lex Luthor with having that feeling. There's nothing to build up why he would dislike the alien. We're just kind of we just have to assume that he already dislikes aliens because he dislikes aliens, or his dad beats him. Right, and <laughs> like that was weird too. My friend Jared, who I call Sage. He has, like, the perfect... Because I really did like Lex. I thought his speeches were good whenever he was on screen. Like, to me, it was like a... The only way I can describe it is a cross between Jim Carrey's Riddler, where he... Like, his Riddler's more at Enigma. He's, like, in the in the coat. Like, he's trying to do stuff in, like, the coat, the lab coat. And Heath Ledger's, Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, a really... 
weird mix match of those two characters. But I'm going to read this, and I never do this. We were just talking about the film, because he was actually in the film, and I was asking him, are you disappointed that your scene got cut? He's like, of course. But we were talking about Lex Luthor. He goes, like I said, he's a different kind of Lex. Instead of the imposing and collected gentleman, like the Lex of old that we're used to, he's an excitable, eccentric, sociopath genius. He talks fast because he thinks fast. His scream presence and his intimidation comes from, not from his size, but from his malicious and sadistic personalities and the veiled threats. I was like, that's the perfect way to describe this version of Lex. I don't know anybody who's that intelligent, but I have heard... That there's some people in the world that are so smart that they think faster than they speak. So when I'm seeing that, when he talks really fast, and especially in the scene where uh, he is, when they first meet Bruce and when Bruce and Clark meet for the first time, he's giving that speech, and he's like he's having trouble spitting out the words that he's saying. He's like, it's paradoxical. What was I saying? Like, the, I really enjoy that version. It's something completely different. Something, And he was the one that I was most worried about in this film, was Luthor. Yeah, he was definitely the one I was most worried about. Um, I'm I'm the opposite of Kyle on this one. Like, I really liked... I, I really like liked too. his portrayal of Lex Luthor. And I really... And I see, I see what you and, and your buddy are talking about like that. But I, I take it as like a... He's a, he's a, he's an evil genius, you know, and like, he's got the, the, he's got the dual personality things going on against him. That's how I was, I took it. Like, he's got the voices in his head. It was like, instead of him saying like, shut up, shut up, shut up, you know, like to the voices, he like had trouble speaking. Yes, sir. I just kind of want to add to what you're saying right there. They kind of suggest that maybe there is a connection between Lex and Darkseid Uh throughout the entire thing. So maybe... He's he has this connection to the dark side that's kind of messing up his head a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's more a good telekinetic. point. Something huh. like that, maybe. The, yeah, that's just that's how guy kind of felt about it. like he's got the voices going on and like he instead of like he's trying to combat against them and his his ideas about Superman and how everybody worships him and Superman could just snap at any second and take care of the world you know and just get rid of it or do whatever he wants those are total those are totally valid concerns to have like in a real world if that right. were to be something real so i mean is he really crazy not really he's just evil genius that like you said is just like way too intelligent for even his own good mm-hmm. but i think he stole the scenes he was in he yeah. really did he was he hell of a, especially hell of when a job. he Especially like the first meeting on the rooftop between Lex and Superman. Man, can that was epic. Here's something I want to I want to say. I want to get your guys' opinions on this. Um, how do you feel about the way that those now that we've seen the film and stuff, it's over. Like, how do you feel about the way that those trailers were edited? The way I'm glad you brought this up because the way it was edited. The movie, like, when when I, when I saw it Monday night, and this is something I was going to actually, like, really want to talk to you guys about beforehand, but we never just got a chance to. Like, they made it feel like there's two or three fights between Batman and Superman. Yeah. Yep. There's only one. And it's awesome. Don't it's get us awesome. wrong. But we felt like there was more. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, the philosophical battle that both of them are having. 
But the way that they edited those trailers together and the way that their who will win made it feel like there were multiple, multiple fight scenes. And I was disappointed coming out of the theater thinking, like, man, I thought there would be more fighting between Batman and Superman, and it wasn't. They, they fight for, like, six minutes? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's weird. I liked, and, like, the trailers really made you feel like Lex Luthor had control of that kryptonite, and he was going to do something fucking crazy and terrible with it. Lex Luthor has a kryptonite for, like, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Batman steals it from him. Like Batman has all Batman the cards there. Fuck you. Yeah, like... Straight up, they 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 did. They made you feel like Lex Luthor used that kryptonite as an advantage to get Superman to do something for him, and that's not what he did at all. Like I, mm-hmm. the way they edited those trailers, and really, they really made us believe something that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm glad they did. Oh, I was disappointed. Like I, I was hoping we would have gotten at least two fights, like a pre-fight of Batman trying to fight. Superman without, like, his, like... Without the strong, with the yeah. enhanced suit. Yeah. I was really hoping that, because, you know, the the whole thing is, like... Just that get tra- beat up. The yeah. trailer is, like, one of the trailers, like, you see, like, the Batmobile skid, he rips up the thing, and he flies up. Like, I was hoping, like, maybe the next scene is, like, Batman's like, screw this, I'm gonna go... Um, I'm gonna try to fight him again. But, and remember the Comic-Con trailer from, like, two or three years ago? Uh When he throws the light on, you see Superman in the air, and the eyes beam thing? That was cut out, too. Yep. I was like, that's weird. I didn't realize that until the second time I watched it. Yeah, good call. I was like, what? Like, like I said, it feels like... Yeah, they make him wait on that roof. He make Superman makes him wait on that roof with the light on for, like, ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, like, day three. Still here. <laughs> He's coming. Still here. Um, but yeah, like the the trailers were edited. I don't know. Like it was just weird. Like I was I was really disappointed. I was hoping two fights at least. One. I mean, I was happy with the one fight. Like I was satisfied with it. But mm-hmm. just the way they made it, like I was like, oh my god, because I kept on telling, it's like there's gonna be like two or three fights, and they talk about it. There's, they, like, I remember, like, Snyder and somebody talking about, like, the, the major part of the fight's gonna be here, and then another fight's gonna be over here, and blah, 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 and, like, at the end of the day, it was only one fight in... For Batman and Superman, in yeah. In Gotham yeah. City. And it was one-sided. From, yeah, yep. for most of the fight. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was, a, there was a little bit there where Superman started, started winning, you know, but mm-hmm. for the most part, that was a one-sided Batman wins... Victory, like I thought it was cool with the kryptonite, uh, uh, the grenades, not oh, the spear, the spear, yeah, yeah. kryptonite, kryptonian spear was awesome. Um, but I have an issue with the whole how that fight kind of like I guess the more aftermath of the fight. And I, t- I know we talked about okay, so for the entire movie, Batman hates Superman, Superman <laughs> hates Batman, well, yep. Clark hates Batman, then all of a sudden, after he finds out that his mom's name Martha. They're gonna be good friends. Like, oh, Did we just become whoa. best friends? <laughs> you want to go do karate in the basement? <laughs> I'm just right. Like, Is that your girlfriend? Oh yeah, she has to be here. Yeah. As why mu- wouldn't she be? Um, okay, so I have huge criticisms of that. Like, pretty big criticisms of that. But you know what? The way that Ben was able to play that. Why did you say that? Who is she? What does that mean? And then Lois comes into the f- to, to the scene. Lois did something. <laughs> Lois is always in the movie. She um, comes around the corner. Um, it's Batman v Superman v Lois. <laughs> w slash Lois. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, like I just like I I was like, wait a second, are they cheating me out of this right now? 
But like the, the way that they really w- worked out that scene of of Lois saying, "No, this is mom," and then he's like, "I'm I'm making you a promise. Martha lives tonight." So it made it seem like he was actually saving his own mom. Yeah. So I really like that. Yeah, I did think that too. I was like, "Oh yeah, his mom's like, name was Martha too." And How so cool. it's what like, a quinky dink. And like, <laughs> I really, I really felt like this was his own perverse way of saying. I can save my mom. I yeah. can save my family. Like, yeah. Like, in a weird way. Because, you know, like, you know, like, obviously none of our parents were murdered like that. But right, I'm, but he wishes he could go back and say, do something. So like, yeah. here's his opportunity once and for all. He's an adult, you know, and he even says, you know. like I'm the, older than my father mm-hmm. ever was at this point. Like, yeah, that was a that was a pretty hard-hitting line. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, that was cool when he delivered that one. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like those those minor criticisms of the film, like I gave it an eight and a half. Well, let's, let's okay. So we've talked about pretty much, you know, talked about Lois. We talked about before we get into Batman. We're so excited, we're jumping all over the place. <laughs> I, have a, get, I have a question for you guys. Yes. Ooh. That no. All right, it? next question. <laughs> <laughs> that second trailer, the one of Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel like it was an okay thing to release? Yes, I still do. I still argue that you have to release that. Just because my re- oh, I feel like it's sorry. okay, but they should have changed the order of that trailer so it doesn't appear that you're showing the entire movie in that one trailer. I mean, there is arguments that the that trailer you could have recut it in a way so that it doesn't have the flow. Like this is the start of the movie, this is the middle of the movie, and this is the end of the movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, I agree. Um, I see what you're saying, but I feel like it, like in my in my I did that op ed. I, I really felt like when you when you're going up against Marvel's juggernaut, you just had De- Deadpool just came out a few weeks ago. You have to give people another reason to see the film other than Batman's fighting Superman. That's going to be the whole entire movie. That's going to be stupid. The main I feel like the mainstream audiences who don't understand the importance of the Dark Knight Returns and the the phys- philosophical battle between Batman and Superman, if they don't if they don't get that big baddie in there. People don't start talking about Doomsday, but Superman's gonna like even people like even people at work who know nothing about Batman and Superman. They're like, I really want to, I really want to see a movie where Superman fights Doomsday. And then this movie's like, what? I'm gonna go see it. So I feel like you had to go and show a little bit. Do I think they showed too much? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I was still holding out hope that there was gonna be more after the Doomsday event to kind of justify showing up to that point, and it. I, I was really hoping I'd was. see Luke. I mean, Luke. Luke Lex, Skywalker. Lex in his mecha suit. Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. <laughs> I was really, but we didn't. Oh, get that. Lex in the mecha suit. Yeah, really? the mech suit. Huh. They're probably, I don't know. They're probably going to save that for when he gets out of prison. When they, yeah. Spoilers. We're already spoiling We're way the past next that movie. Point. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we we talked about Lex. We talked about Superman. We talked about. Let actually, we haven't really talked about Superman. I uh, before we get into Wonder Woman and then ultimately Batman, I really liked Henry Cavill in like I feel like he really matured as an actor between the Man of Steel and this film, like the way that he was able to really there there the scenes the scene of uh, keep blowing up the the Capitol the Senate. Mm-hmm. He just, he's like, man, I can't, he like, when that tear. happens, the look on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when, yeah. He's just like, I should have, I should have seen this. I should have, I should have known. I should have known. Yeah. Um, and then he goes and a lot, and no one's talking about the scene between Clark and Pa Kent. 
The I hated that scene, man. Oh, I love that I scene. I hated that, dude. I'm like, why? Where Ghosts did this from come from? Like, he's wa- if you Okay, why? think about it this way. He is walking to the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. And, like, him having that conversation with his... Because we all, we all think, like, when we, when loved ones pass away, we always question, would, would this person be proud of me? And, like, that was his, that was his own way of saying, you know. Does everyone envision them actually being there with you, though? But it wasn't like it, they didn't, like, make it out to be a dream sequence or anything. Like, they made it out, like, that really happened. Yeah, I mean, like, I that guess. That was so strange. I'm like, what is, it's like, when in Man of Steel, like when he got on the ship and talked to his dad, like I understood that he was in the ship, he was built mm-hmm. into the program. Okay, I get that a hologram, but that like you, uh, okay. walk into the fortress of solitude. Oh, hey, there's my old man. Let's talk to him for a little uh, bit. No, like, I, I, first I was like, hey, there's a guy in the mountain. That's why I was like, it? okay, are they gonna have a weird conversation? And I was like, that's Pa Kent. What the heck? What? Like, I, I really like that because it, it made me sense that yes, he's he's walking towards the fortress of solitude. Something I've been hoping to see in these films. Um, the idea of him talking to his dad is fine, but you, I feel like they could have led into it just a little bit better. You don't? Do you think that he should not have been actually putting the rock, the the gravel or the rocks on top of that rock pile? Would that have made it better for you? Yeah, if he was Which, just like standing there, like he's been waiting for him to show up, I think that would have been better. Maybe instead of just like him working, like because if you if he's there working on something, I think he's an actual person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just. That was my. Th- it just. It felt like it was. So I'm gonna go visit my dad right now. You know what I mean? That's just how it felt to me. And it was like, you can't do that. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, sorry, he's not around. And, and I just, I enjoyed it because it's that you see the father and the son parallels. He's talking about you know how you can make the some a god compared to a normal farmer. Right, guy, yeah, and how and he's talking about like the the, the dreams ever get any better? They ever go away? He's like, yeah. When I met your mother, I figured out there was actually good in the world, and you know, I really th- I thought that was really strong. I thought Kevin Costner was really strong in that one scene. I really liked that. Seeing it again really hit home like that. You know, like I really I appreciate that scene a lot, and like no one's talking about it. And they sh- I feel like they should be talking about that. It's a pivotal role scene for Superman because that gets him to go back to Metropolis to go see uh, Lois, who's in almost every scene of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I really enjoyed that. I mean, Kyle, did you did you could you have done without that scene then? I didn't. It, I didn't quite have. It didn't have the uh, the impact on me that it did on you. And I felt. For the most part, it was actually a forgettable scene for me because I had totally forgotten about it until Tom mentioned it or you mentioned it. I can't remember now. See, it's super forgettable. Yeah. It didn't do it for it me. It was forgettable because I didn't think about it until he brought it up. Either, I liked actually. it. Well, you've seen it three times. so it's... Well, I understand that. But like, even seeing it the first time, I was like, when you see Pa Kent, and like, what's going it, Yes, it was weird. Maybe you should not have been interacting, so with, left the, field, man. interacting with the world. But having that him there, and it's... You hear all the time people like when they when they lose their when they lose their father, especially sons. When they lose, I wonder if my dad would be proud of me. Yeah, with everything going on, and that was a, a way to kind of like them have that conversation, but without really having it. You know what I'm saying? Just a different kind of way, and I really appreciated that. Um, we got to hmm. jump into what what do we think of Wonder Woman? Well, we didn't really didn't even talk about Superman. Not really, I, I said that I really thought that he kind of grew as an actor. Like the 
the moment where he's talking with uh, Ma Cat out, and she's like, you know, you don't owe these people. When he anything. first goes back to the farm, like when he first, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the yeah he. And they're, it's nighttime out. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah. I thought that was really strong because he's shown his emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just like he really matured as an actor, and I really appreciated him. Kind of like really... they did a really good job of showing like his human side, mm-hmm. like he like his his emotions and his feelings. Like I just want to make these people happy, mom. What do I do? You mm-hmm. know, and that's always that's that's a real world problem for everybody. Like mm-hmm. I just want to make everyone happy. What do I do? You know, mm-hmm. like. It, yeah, that was that was a really really good scene. I think she was. I think Ma Kent was like phenomenal. She was really good in this film, like really good. And I feel like there were some complaints about her in the previous film, Man of Steel, because of that scene where they go into the school and she's kind of there and everything. Yeah. But I really do appreciate her in this film and what she brings to the role. And you know, like she kind of reassures him because. The the thing that's been kind of underpinning Superman that's really not talked about, but they were really kind of hit at home in this film is super. If Superman can't, if Superman isn't able to be everywhere at once, he can't save everyone. Yeah, it's like if Superman takes like that scene, lunch, like everyone's like screwed. You just know? like in that scene in the in when at the courtroom scene, like Superman didn't see stuff well, what happen. Are you gonna, yeah, he can't do nothing at that there point. There you go. Yeah, he can't like, do... And that... He wrestles... I feel like he's wrestling with that I as a character. He tells Lois, he's like, I just... I wasn't even looking for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... Like, he held he held himself guilty for that. Like, And I feel like that... Everyone complains about, yeah, Superman doesn't have that, like, happy-go-lucky. But in a real-world situation, do you, do you think a character who pretty much is a... An... Uh... A mass murderer that's really, like, I, I'm trying to put it, this into words. He's someone that is m- basically murdering people without murdering them because he's not able to save everyone. Yeah. I feel like him wrestling, in a real world, him wrestling with that. It would be stressful as hell. Like, and he, you, would, you wouldn't be happy about being able to fly around. No, because everyone thinks that. Well, Superman just could have showed up here and saved all those people. Mm-hmm. Where and, was he? Right. Like, and and whenever whenever there's like a terrorist attack or something, people are like, man, if I would have done something else, if I could have, if I would have known, if why me, why am I alive? You know, those questions are at, those people ask those questions, yeah. and it, like you're seeing that in this character. So I really, I mean, did you have any comments on that, Kyle? Uh, I'll agree with you for the most part. How Henry Cavill's performance was also. I think a lot, a lot more improved in this movie compared to Man of Steel. I, I bought him as the Man of Steel more now than I did before, and how, yeah, like the guilt that he was facing was really hard to watch almost, just because you almost felt his pain, knowing that he could have done more or he has all the stress because of it. The, the problem though is like in the end, I felt like they didn't really play to his character as much as they should have. There was like too much time spent building up Batman and giving Lois Lane screen time. He just kind of fell a bit to the side near the end. I mean, he like he was there for the Doomsday stuff, but before that, he was very reactive to what was going on. He was not the one being proactive with 
the plot. He was always reacting to what the other characters were doing. Mm-hmm. He didn't have like a goal in mind. He didn't have like a, no, a he, he's thing kind, he had to fulfill. He's kind of like, just like yeah. I'm on I'm on call if someone needs me. Right. If I'm needed in the scene, just just let me know and I'll or be like, there. Batman was like, I have to take out Superman. Like Lex was like, I have to destroy these two. Like it, yeah, Superman was just kind of like, yeah, I'm Superman. I'm here. Yeah, I'm all the lawn. I'm Superman. They could have done a little <laughs> bit more of his character in the end. I agree. I agree. They could have done the editing those those weird scenes that we've already talked about previously. That could have been more Superman stuff. Um, what, okay, w- one more character we got to talk about: Wonder Woman. Before we jump into Batman, what'd you guys think of Wonder Woman? I'll start with Kyle. She was awesome, <laughs> but. I don't feel like they gave her enough in the movie to really be an important character. She was there to set up Justice League. I mean, like, her showing up to fight Doomsday was awesome, but again, I don't think you necessarily needed her. You could have, like, reworked the way the scene played out and have Superman handle him by himself just fine. But again, like, she just kind of shows up at the end as Diana Prince, and it's like, oh, she's kind of, you know, being flirtatious of Bruce a little bit. That's kind of cool, but... That is it's, really cool. But it's not essential. <laughs> and then when she she's off doing getting the email, again, that's just like, hey, I got this email full of uh, Just League stuff. I Take love a look that. at it. That was like Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 levels of look at these guys. No, I, I like the email because, I like the email because when I was thinking, it's like, he's like, he's like in the middle of battling. I can't remember exactly like where the movie's at, but he's either like flying the plane or he just got, he just got done fighting Superman, or like he's about to fight Doomsday. All of a sudden, there's the email. You should look at this. Yeah, he's get, they're getting ready to fight Doomsday, and he's like, "Oh, here's." Something. He's like on the rooftop. Hold, Hold on. on, let me get on my Yahoo or not. <laughs> oh shit! Well, that was in my Gmail account. Like, <laughs> that was. I like that. I thought that was kind of funny in a humorous way. I but. think. I, uh, my lady and I were talking about it on the way home and she loved, she loved Wonder Woman and I loved Wonder Woman. Like everything, she was stunning. She was gorgeous. She was like, her lines were gray. The way she deli- she was top notch, like awesome. But um, she said, uh, I wish, I wish I would have seen more Wonder Woman. She was so great. She was beautiful and she was like an awesome warrior and like it looked so good. And I was like, she got to remember there's a whole solo Wonder Woman film that's going to be coming out. So I think maybe that's why, like, there's not so much Wonder Woman. Like, we're going to get our Wonder Woman All in the, the Justice League right. and in the solo Wonder Woman. But, like, I I feel like what she did and where she showed up was pretty perfect, actually. Like, I, I like that she wasn't in the movie the whole time she was just kind of there and like they were figuring her out like you said it was to set up the justice league just like kyle said she was she was essentially there to help set up the justice league i I really like the how they kind of like did this whole setup like all the cameos were really awesome to see yes i really like seeing flash i really enjoyed seeing like bruce discover that uh the the photo and all of a sudden the the riff plays for Wonder uh, Woman yeah yeah that was cool that um, was like that was... cyborg I'm so excited oh, for cyborg yeah. that clip that was awesome man the way like that whole his dad was working on the experiment and stuff like oh it's working now and then oh crap it's working too good like and <laughs> then it, yeah like Kyle I know oh, you have something man. to say about cyborg say it what do you mean it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, you said something that we were talking last night about Cyborg, and I feel like 
You said you're like you're now you're now even oh. more. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to Cyborg. Like when DC announced their the lineup, for me, like Shazam and Cyborg kind of felt like the less the least interesting of the movies. But now I'm like, I think a Cyborg movie could be pretty cool. Uh, I need to see a little bit more in Justice League before I can really say. But I'm like, yeah, they, they he's set up. I'm ready for this. It could be good. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I really wish of all those cameos, they would have showed a lot more of Aquaman, though. He was the most disappointing oh, thing in the movie for I me. Know, he's really? The bit. most disappointing thing in the movie? When they announced Jason fucking Momoa as Aquaman, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And he had a whole, like, five seconds of footage of him underwater stabbing a camera. He was like our first, like... Big tease to the Justice League too with the Unite the Seven yeah, things that like poster the whole was post so awesome. like that was like the beginning of all this and it was Jason Momoa in the Aquaman getup with the, the trident and it was Unite the Seven and then we never freaking saw anything about it again and then like you said we got that huge disappointment of like he's swimming in the water for thirty seconds and his hair's in his face for most of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyle's playing up the car right now. It's 100% perfectly. Uh, really, the biggest disappointment was that. Just because you were so excited. I was so excited for Aquaman, and he just did absolutely nothing for me in this movie. It was really funny when, uh, when he stabbed that, like, pod thing, you know, like, underwater. And it shot out like a jet. I really, like, I wish I wasn't in a movie theater for some reason. I really had the urge to be like, Poor James Cameron. <laughs> as soon as he stabbed that thing, I started to be like, poor James Cameron. My movie! <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, I think we need to jump right into Batman talk. Batman! Wait, Batman was in this movie? Yeah! Whoa! Um, wow. The definitive on-screen portrayal of Bruce Wayne and Batman. So all those haters can go to hell. Suck it. <laughs> The, what, what was that? He's gonna be the worst? Nope, I guess Oh he's my the god, best. it's Daredevil! <laughs> Even with, in all those bad reviews about Batman v Superman, every single one of them said, the best Batman ever. They did. It, you can't deny this. Best so Batman awesome. and Bruce Wayne. Yep. Yeah, I liked, I liked two for one. That scene when Clark Kent was trying to talk to him and he was just asphyxiated on Diana, that was like, like what did what did you say earlier? It was the Paul Dini, Kevin yeah. Conroy, but this Paul, is Bruce Wayne. Like not even only the look of the Kevin Conroy, Paul Dini, Bruce Tim, Bruce Wayne, but the the, the way he acted, the way the mannerisms, every, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like I was watching the animated series live, live action. action. So awesome, so awesome. He deduced shit like he was actually doing detective work. Detect- yeah. He was doing detective work throughout most, the most of the most detective like Batman we've ever had. I'm yes, sorry. he was Whoa. doing it. He's like, look at this, Alfred, and like the the I love the the interaction between Alfred. I love this. I told you this, Alfred was gonna Him be. Him awesome. and Alfred were that was like, even when it was serious, it was like just humbling to watch that and see that go down. Like, and it was just so funny, like how. It was really good how they used Alfred, and, like, they really played Alfred up to be more of the parent Mm -hmm. instead of the butler, you know? And, like, you always kind of get that, but in this one, they really drove that home. They really, because from the second that he's, like, every time I had, you know, like, I will never go anywhere. I will be by your side forever, you Mm -hmm. know, when his parents die. He tells him that, and... 
it, they really do a good job. Like Alfred's Bruce Wayne's dad. You know, I love this out. He, he's like, there's never going to be any another another generation. Yeah, there, like, there's going to be another generation anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then he even says, like, maybe you can find some nice girl to make you, uh, some nice girl from Metropolis to make you an honest man. And then he gets off the mic and he's like, one could only wish. <laughs> <laughs> really like that. And then, like, uh, at the end of the movie when there's like, what's going on, Alfred? He's like, well, I can't remember exactly what he says. He's like, how do you want me to describe it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that, Jeremy I'm so excited for solo Batman. I, if they had just have half the movie of them just like talking, just to each them other. tinkering with BS in the Batcave, I'd be like, best movie ever. Like, <laughs> so awesome! What did you guys think of? Uh, I'm gonna ask, talk to Kyle. I just, my right, I'm just looking at it's Kyle. your right hand man. I'm just looking at Kyle right now. He looks so good. What did you think of? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> what did you think of uh, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne slash Batman? He is, in my mind, the definitive movie Batman, the definitive movie Bruce Wayne, and, of course, Jeremy Irons is now the definitive Alfred, in my opinion. Yes! So happy. I am completely satisfied with those performances. Yes. So, Even with the couple of controversial things he has done. Let's talk about that. We had, we had a question from somebody about Batman killing so much. The, I have an issue with that, but he kind of, like... Okay, so let's let's talk about this. So in this film, Batman kills. I have no issue with it. I know you have no issue with it. I have some issue with it because I want to ask someone that has had issues with it what they thought of Michael Keaton's Batman. No, 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 no. I'm I'm all good with that. I'm not, and I, I no, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying like, do they remember how Michael Keaton before he would obviously kill people he'd always have this really big grin on his face <laughs> he enjoyed killing people this batman at least he wasn't like grinning ear to ear when he killed people <laughs> he died but in batman returns he puts a bomb in the guy's like yeah! pants and smiles as it, before he blows up wasn't there also a scene where he like lights a guy on fire with the tailpipe of the batmobile <laughs> yes <laughs> I have issue with it just because I don't like my Batman killing. I don't like, okay, if, if push comes to shove, if the Joker is screaming at Batman to kill him and Batman kills him, that goes in his character. Now, if when I am okay with Batman killing to save Martha, I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. I have no issues with that whatsoever. Because, it's just a flesh wound. Yeah, like... <laughs> But with that being said, do I do I prefer my Batman not to kill? Yes, I prefer him not to be a killer because... But at the same token, every iteration that we have seen of Batman, even the Chris Nolan Batman, has killed. He killed like a hundred ninjas in the monastery and he Batman begins. Did. And then he lit that thing on fire. Yeah. <laughs> he killed so many... With those explosions in the monastery, go look. If you think I'm lying... Hey, he's just as bad as Superman. He took out a whole town. Like... <laughs> Uh, if the you... only Batman that did not kill son was the George Clooney Batman. <laughs> he had bat nipples, so it's exempt. All right. <laughs> right. The Let podcast that stand in. still. <laughs> but like I said, like I don't like. I understand why they did it, but you're gonna. There's a few people that are gonna be turned off by it just because the last few movies. Um, you know, like Batman's one rule in the Dark Knight trilogy is like I won't kill. Like, he's very, like, you know, and they, they even talk about him at the end of The Dark Knight. The Joker's like, 
you just won't break your one rule, and, like, we're going to be going at this forever because you won't kill me. But at the same time, like, I understand, like, the the motivation for him to kill someone. So, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not over the moon for it, but I'm not, like, oh, my God, pissed off about it. I just know that it's, it's going to rub people the wrong way. To me, it's more like if he kills people, it's kind of part of the course now in the movies. If he doesn't kill people, that's a bonus. Right. There you go. It's not a negative that he kills. It's a bonus if he doesn't kill. I feel like the scene where he was in the Batwing taking out the cars that were shooting at him, I think those deaths were unnecessary. Like, I don't understand why he had to, like, blow those cars up. Right. And that's you know that was I mean? my like, thing. That was kind of messed up. There was the car chase scene. Which was awesome. Which was awesome, but, like... Love the Batmobile. Why did he have to grapple onto that car and drag it for 10 miles? Why did he have to drag that car for 10 miles? There was no if and but reason for that. It's all about sending a message. And, like, <laughs> and I get it, like... Everything it, burns! <laughs> and those deaths were kind of, like... Those are the ones that I'm with Justin. I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't... I mean, I, it's par for the course, yes. And, like you said, he made a promise he would save Martha... Martha wouldn't die that night. Like, but the I don't only think he... death that I think was justifiable was the grenade death. But that wasn't his fault. Exactly. The that's what I'm saying. He went to throw off. the grenade at him. He it's kicked like, the guy and lets what his you, own fault. What are you going to do? Are you, are you going to get a grenade thrown at you? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And like some people, I, I had an argument with someone on Twitter or Facebook or something about he, he, he shoots, he shoots KG Beast, uh, like flamethrower tank. But yeah. the, I, I attribute that to him trying to drain out the tank. Yeah, so he couldn't the, use it. So he yeah. couldn't use it. But then he goes and still tries to use it. Like, he goes and, if you look at it again, he... KGB is the one that ignited it. Yeah, he ignited it. He was the one trying to empty the tank out of all the gas or whatever, butane or what you... Kyle, whatever. I mean, Tom, Napalm or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, but KGB the, guys are crazy. Who knows what that was filled with? So. Probably vodka or something. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the newest sweet drink. <laughs> but overall, like the best fighting, the scene, the scene, I really, I, the, the only thing I disliked about this movie with Batman, I wanted more Batman in his classic suit. There was not enough for that for me. I like that the fight that that main fight scene where he was saving Martha was not the fight scene that we seen edited into those trailers. Yeah, it was a lot different and it was a lot better. Yeah, like the fight scene that we the trailer fight scene was incredible and it like it made me crap my pants when I seen it. I was so pumped, but like getting to see that fight actually go down the way it was intended to on this big screen like that, that was one of the best fight scenes in any movie. Ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. And then he stabbed that guy. You oh, that was my favorite. <laughs> oh, I love that big old like eight inch long knife, and he's just like, ah, no more shoulder for you. <laughs> and like, he, like this one, like now, now they're after seeing this film. Now there's no reason to ever go back to the armored, straight up bat, black Batman suit because we've seen a movie where. Batman can get stabbed, he can get shot in the head, and it bounces off. That was awesome, too. Yeah. I love his, like, like oh! Oh! Yeah. <laughs> And he gets back up and kicks some more ass. <laughs> I loved... Sorry to jump around and stuff, but... I loved the, uh... 
I love the usage of the armored suit. It didn't like really like like Snyder had said in the past. It's not going to give him an advantage. It's going to kind of help him take a hit. But like, I love how it got destroyed, and I really, really love the fact how they really went out of their way to make sure that we knew that there was voice enhancing technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you see Alfred playing with it in the beginning, trying mm-hmm. to get it into that that helmet. And then when Superman finally gets that good hit on Batman and takes out half that helmet, it's so cool because it's like shorting in and mm-hmm. out, and you hear like normal Bruce Wayne speaking and that crazy voice mm-hmm. speaking like in and out. It cut it like they did a really good job of that. There's no there's no way for anyone to dispute anything about that. That was cool. I really. I'm sorry, Kyle. Go ahead. I just want to make a comment because I saw some people complaining about the scene when. Superman first shows up for the fight, mm-hmm. and he calls him Bruce. People are like, how does he know he's Bruce Wayne? How does he... he two, <laughs> two, there's two ways he could know. One, he heard the piece earlier from Alfred when he was at the party. He heard him at the party. That was a big yeah. giveaway. But the yeah. second thing is, he has x-ray vision. <laughs> right. Like, if they didn't show people, him using people it... People are about, I've not seen this. I... I Maybe I'm I just, love that. He's like, come on, Bruce, because that's animated series right there. He just said, like, oh, look! Bruce Wayne is standing right there. Woo. Yeah. I love that. That was one of my favorite moments in the movie. He's like, Bruce, hold on. I was like, oh my. He's trying God. to rationalize. Superman yeah. called Bruce Wayne Bruce. Oh, he, he yeah. calls, he calls him Clark too at one point. Yeah. I can't remember what point, but I do remember it happening. Like, I'm like oh I like those God. interactions. Like, oh my that God. interaction at the party. Like, oh he, they God. knew who each other, all three of them. I feel like they all knew. They yeah. all knew. Lex knew it was Batman and Superman, and Batman and Superman knew that Lex was a bad guy. They all they all knew what was going on. That was that was all. It was. was what do you think of this new iteration of the Batmobile, Batcave, and they're kind of like it wasn't the like the Wayne Manor. Like the Wayne Manor looks like it was kind of run down. I liked that. It was, I think. But it was kind of, I'm pretty sure that, that scene where they're, that window, like, it's all windows and it's kind of like a house. That's the new house. Like, yeah, I feel like yeah. that was shot in Lapeer. Oh, really? I, I'm pretty sure. It does sure. kind of look like that. Huh. So, That'd be uh, cool. what did you, what did you guys think of the Batcave, the Batmobile, all those kind of like bat gadgets that he has? I, His new I Batarang. was really confused with Wayne Manor. Because, are we supposed to, th- are we supposed to feel like, that was burnt down from Rajal Ghoul still? No, no. I f- that I feel like he feels, just kind of has I feel like it was burnt been no down. Upca- upkeep. I feel like Wayne Manor was burnt down. I don't think so. The way that it looked when they were standing inside of it, when he was standing at the at the at the mantle at the fireplace, looking at the the Wayne crest on the, on the ground. I don't think it was burned. I, I just feel like say. it's been that that manor has been around since. Since like seventeen, since the seventeen hundred, so having it had to have been abandoned it. for like over a hundred years or so, because that damage inside is more than it should be just for being abandoned for like twenty years. I I'm gonna say they they just kind of haven't like been around in like fifty six years. We already know that this is a Batman of history, so I'm wondering if maybe Joker did something. That'd to be it. awesome. I don't. It, it's I don't think Rachel Ghoul came and burned the no. like in Batman Begins. I don't think so. Uh, what did you guys? What did you guys think of the Batcave? I like the new version of the Batcave. It felt just right, like very animated series like to me. I would have, I would have liked to have seen a few more like cavey kind of a things. Or the, like, there was like, that one scene where he like drives into the cave from the outside, awesome. yeah. and you yeah, see like yeah. the the long way, the way there. That was awesome. 
Yeah, it was all like when the bat mobile was all smoking and beat to hell, and right. that was cool. Like Alfred fucks me up. <laughs> uh, can we talk about something that I haven't heard anything about? Maybe you guys have, but it's kind of got something to do with the Batcave. Yeah, we uh we talked about it. It was right when uh Alfred told him stay away from the suit for the night, and then he goes and looks at the suit for the night. Weird, weird <laughs> scene. He walks he walks by that Robin outfit. He walks by the Robin costume and. We still that that's that's a random scene at this point now because yep. obviously there was no Jason Todd in the film. Spoiler alert: there was no Jason Todd. No anywhere. Jason Todd. And but what's the what do you, where do you think that stands in there now? Where do you think that that suit stands in there now? Being like that, you're you let your family, you know, or what? Ha ha ha! Jokes on you, Batman. I feel like, like again that goes back to the. It's got to be an extended scene yeah. from the extended the new extended version. I feel like. Do you they... feel like it's Joker oriented though? Still with the ha ha ha. Yeah, like, of course. Whole, like... Who else would write ha 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 on a dead Robin suit? Penguin. <laughs> oh, um, no, I think fair. that's joke. I feel like that's Joker. I feel like yes, that has to be a future. That has to be one of the deleted scenes. And they just left it in there due to poor editing, or I think so. Like they I wanted, they almost needed to keep a scene with the Robin suit in it because. It was prominently displayed in the trailer. They had to keep it in there somehow. Yeah, they did. It was prominently displayed. And so they're like, we're just going to put this in here because this is. And I like what you said earlier about how he's a Batman of, of, uh. History? Of history, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, he's a Batman of history. So it's like, he leaves that there to remind him of, like, the speech he had, like, how many, how many people are, how many good guys are left? How many He even tells, he tells, he even tells Alfred, he's like, Alfred, we've always been criminals. Like, I like it, like. Yeah. The only thing that I have issue with is like he's like we've been fighting for twenty years. So how old really is Bruce Wayne? Because in my opinion, like Bruce Wayne starts his, being Batman in like twenty seven, twenty eight. According to the gravestones, his parents died in nineteen eighty one. So he would said? have been like eight or nine in that when that happened. Yeah, so he's a uh, four upper forties in this. I'd Damn. say he's between forty and forty five. That's what I would say. Okay, fair. I can't do the math right now. All right, so we talked about Batman, we talked about Superman, we talked about Wonder Woman individually. Let's talk about them teaming up and as the Trinity and Batman v Superman down in Justice. Kyle, what did you think? But them finally on screen fighting together as a unit. Even though we already saw it in trailer, when the three of them were together on screen, I almost shed a tear of joy. It was so beautiful. You got a bat boner, didn't you? I got a major BB there. <laughs> Although... I still really dislike that one line. That one liner Superman says to Batman about "Is she with you?" I, I really dislike that, but other than that, fantastic. I'm glad they did that. It showed a little bit of the uh, levity, the light side. Because come on, it's... you can have funny and lighthearted without being cringe. I, you can do it. Okay, tell that to Marvel. I I don't control anything Marvel does. <laughs> Who am I, Zack Snyder? <laughs> Wait a minute. Anyways, I loved. Having all three of them on screen, they were kicking so much ass. The lasso! I was oh, so happy that actually yes. showed up. I, I've been wondering if she would have that, and turns out she did. Worked perfectly. Yep. Oh. That was cool when she had the lasso out. I agree. I was, I was really pumped and surprised that they threw that in there. I mean, we knew that we got the gauntlets from the trailer, but mm-hmm. like for her to actually use the lasso of truth and like tie up uh, Doomsday, so... Did you know that her invisible jet was there, too? Yep. 
Oh my goodness, for real? <laughs> Where was it? You couldn't see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so happy to finally see them on screen together, fighting as a unit, fighting as a team, even though five minutes earlier, Batman was fighting Superman. <laughs> for real, too. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. We're best friends now. Um... It was so awesome to see Wonder Woman, and she is such a badass in this movie. I was really kind of like, all right, they're going to have Wonder Woman. I don't think she's going to live up to my expectations, but she blew my expectations out of the water. She was awesome. She was fun. She was interesting. She was sexy, and she could straight up kick ass. Yeah, she definitely showed the warrior goddess side. Like, she... uh, like You and, my, you and I were talking before Kyle got here, because Kyle was late as hell. Um, like usual, like must have got pulled over again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I killed other beans from other worlds. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That scene when uh, when she got knocked down and she was like actually like knocked down on the ground and like she like gets that cute little smirk and like picks up her sword and like runs back into it. That was it was beautiful. Yes, it was it, awesome. It was perfect Wonder Woman. I absolutely awesome. love the scene where she just stripped. Cuts Doomsday's hand off. Yeah, oh dude, that the scene I was talking about was literally right before that. She picks up that sword. She's like, you could tell in her face, like, this is a battle. This is a fight. I like this. And like, then she goes in there and cuts his hand. It's probably off. been like a hundred years since she's been able to do this. She like did that. say that she walked away from humanity for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just everything about that character it makes me the, more excited for the, the solo way. Wo- oh, dude, the solo Wonder Woman movie is definitely like a huge two watch list. Like for me to watch now like i wasn't that didn't really care about it too much i was like, like oh, it's it, cool they're making it's a sub justice league that'll be great i'll be able to see a movie you know be, I'll, something i'll be interested in but now it's like i want to see that opening night dude mm-hmm. like, i i am too with you what do you guys think about the overall look and the characterization of doomsday honestly um cgi sucked yeah it could have been a little bit better, and I honestly wasn't a big fan of the later stages of Doomsday, the way he looked. He wasn't... Oh, really? He didn't quite have, like, as menacing a look as I'd hoped for from the more powerful version of Doomsday. Yeah. What I did like, despite the best CGI, was the very beginning stages of Doomsday and him just, like, being hatched out of the egg. Right, like a blob, like a like, fresh really? piece of meat. Like... It reminded me a lot of how, like, the... Urukai were born in the Fellowship of the Ring movie. That's why I didn't like it because I thought that it was like it played too close to that. Maybe like people were already complaining that he looks too much like a cave troll from that series. <laughs> but it was so cool watching him being born in that way. I ah, liked it myself. I, I really liked the way that, like Kyle just said, the way he was born or hatched out of the egg. Like he he did he looked like a like a slimy, like but slimy soft. Not menacing monster, you know. He was a very angry baby. And I liked, the, yeah. He's an angry baby. He was like that that dinosaur, not the mama, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I did like the way that he that he progressed. Like, I it it made sense. Like they tried to blow him up, and he got over that and developed more. I'm glad there was an uninhibited defense. island. And, yeah, uninhibited <laughs> island. Uh, yeah, like they had to make sure they said that. Like, it was six after times work too. hours. Yeah, <laughs> yes, after work Anderson hours. Anderson Cooper, thank you. Yeah, Anderson Cooper. I laughed so hard when Anderson. You did Cooper. laugh. I did. You were sitting next to me. Yeah, laughs. I was like Anderson Cooper. Like what? Nancy Grace. Like, Dude. Man, if only I had to set the events of Man of Steel after work hours, everything would have been fixed. <laughs> 
I, you know, I was sitting in the movie theater being like, you know who would be perfect for this movie? Anderson Cooper. <laughs> but, but no, uh, it, I like the way he progressed. And like It it made sense. She cut his hand off. He didn't grow a hand back. He grew back like a crazy like spike. Crystal spikes. And like, much tougher than the hand that just got cut off. She's probably not going to cut it off again. You know, like, Could that's... she cut off his head, though? Would that have... God, you know, I don't know. In theory, nothing was like developed to protect his neck that's true then. yeah i plot holes. i mean yeah plot holes <laughs> plot holes and everything uh but i i was a fan of the doomsday character and i was really it was really it was a different moment for us i think to see it on the big screen because of like we we dropped that here like mm-hmm. mr mamba dropped that here so heard it here first yeah it was to like go wait three years and then in the middle of it have El Mambe come on our show and tell us that was going to happen, and then another year later, like mm-hmm. we went and watched that on like hat. It, it was it was I like Doomsday. It was cool. It was kind of like a perfect, uh, like perfect circle. Yeah, for that. So, um, I I enjoyed the battle. Like I really did. Like it was like yeah, finally. I I really didn't care for the look too much because I really was hoping more the the death of Superman. Like the okay. look of that, like okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, it's not like a negative. Like I'm not gonna trash the movie or anything over it. I mean, I just, preferably for me, like I just have a whenever I think of Doomsday, I just have this picture in my head of it, and you know everything, all the costumes and everything else were so on point. Uh, this time around with the film, that I really thought it was gonna look more like that, but whatever, it is what it is. I'm okay with it. So, but we need to talk about that death scene. Okay. Before we talk about that, Tom has a minor story to talk about. Oh my god. Alright. So, obviously, this is all spoiler already. So, okay, Superman gets stabbed. Superman gets stabbed by what we were just talking about, by the, the crystal spike thing that Doomsday grows. And, like, Superman's like, ugh, doing his, like, I'm dying thing, but I'm gonna jam this fucking spear in there farther. And this, Huge asshole, right in front of me and Justin, decides to... And we're in the middle of the theater, mind you. Like, the middle of the, the middle, seating. Middle. Like, the middle, middle. We, like... Justin and Kyle, I got there a little late. They These guys got, like, the best seats you could have. Like, we were middle, middle in the huge IMAX theater. Like, it was perfect. This huge butthole... <laughs> 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 the G-rated version, buddy. Yeah. This huge butthole just stands up in the middle of this, Excuse like, me. Superman's getting slayed. And not only does he stand up, he, what Justin just did, excuse me, sorry. Excuse, sorry, 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 excuse, sorry, me. excuse me. Excuse me, sorry. Like, Superman is fucking dying. And this butthole decided to stand up in front of us. Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. I threw my hands up. Like, really? He put his hands up. I had my drink out, thought about throwing it at him. I think everybody was just like, what the... What, who who the hell do you think you are? Like, I'm better than this. The most pivotal scene. Did he come back? I don't think so. I don't think he came back. I think we should... Man. He had to go write an angry review on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Guy in the white shirt that stood up in front of us at the Grand Blank Trillium, you're lucky you didn't get jumped. 
it didn't happen, so I you feel... At, you was, I feel where's that okay. guy at? Where's that guy I at? said that after the show. I was like, you see that guy? Like, where is he? Because <laughs> I'd like to have a couple words with that gentleman. So let's talk about that sequence. <sighs> now I, that I got that I, off I was chest. spoiled. Like, unfortunately for me, I saw... Oh, you got on Twitter, didn't I, you? And I was Being off Twitter. Twitter. He was off Twitter and just got on to to give you fans a little something on the on the Twitter feed. <laughs> and I'm like, and damn he just it. types, damn it, into our our personal chat. And, and I was like, oh. I just was spoiled. And like, really? I was like, yep. Me and Kyle were just like, you should have stayed off <laughs> that Twitter. And I, like, I like throughout the entire movie, like we think what's going to happen is going to happen, and it does happen. Superman is killed by Doomsday. And it was so emotional for me. It was a well-done death scene. Like, so emotional. Like, when I saw it Monday night at the fan screen, like, I welled up. Like, my, I got glassy-eyed. Like, I was so sad. I was like, wow. Like, this man sacrificed his life to save mankind from this from this villain, this doomsday character. And then every the reaction that you get from Lois right after, and you know Wonder Woman gives Lois this look like it's he done. Didn't, he didn't yeah. make it. And Bruce, Bruce kind of like comes out of like this like this little the rubble. Yeah. yeah, and he is even sad. And they just all look, and you see Lois just kind of like crouched over him, just like she gives him a kiss. And that dedication that he showed beforehand, like he dove, he saved Lois like always. And, like, dove down in the water to get the spear, which he can't touch because it's kryptonite, mm-hmm. and it destroys him physically, you know? And, like, he drags it out, and she throws it away, and, like, he regenerates just enough to pick up that spear again and drive it into Doomsday. Like, yeah, it was real, real... It was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, it was unsettling. It was sad. It was heartbreaking. It was... It's really, really, you know, say what you will about Zack Snyder and about this film, but he is able to pull those emotions out of you. Yeah. He was able to do that with Watchmen, with 300. Like, the scene in three, at the very end of 300, all you, all you see is uh, Gerard Butler's character, Leonidas, just, you know, laying on the ground with 50 arrows inside of him. That's yeah. still one of the best scenes I've seen in any movie ever. Like, the, he is able... Dude, when... Freaking Rorschach makes him explode, makes Doctor Manhattan explode him. Like mm-hmm. that's so deep. Like yeah, like wow. like I know that was part of the comic and everything. And no, he well just, yeah, but he just still, he can he can put those visuals. The way he on pulls screen. emotions out of you. Yeah, like my girlfriend cried the first time she saw that. Like tears were coming down her like her cheeks. Like, it was one of those scenes where, like, wow, like, yeah, I've deep. never cried at a movie. Like, I, I got a little glassy-eyed at the end of The Dark Knight Rises when I thought Bruce Wayne. Just the notebook, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, like, that pulled some emotions. Like, and then the very next sequence is the funeral sequence. It's like, wow. And you see... It's just a black casket with a... Well, before that, there's the uh, they're they're at the Kent farm. Oh, the Kent farm, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, okay, so the question... simultaneous funerals, like mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. I like that. When when he is in the casket, he's got like that flannel. Did, did, it looked like he had the Superman Superman uh, outfit on underneath that flannel. God, I don't know. Because it felt like that, like that was there, and you you're just like wow, and you and it gets pulled away into the the 
into the bedroom of Lois and she's laying there and she just like is in disbelief. Um, Ma Kent is gives her the letter. The, devastated. Yeah. Completely devastated by the devastation of her her son being killed. Like her, you know, every parent's worst fear is that. And then, you know, like she, she hands, like, you know, Clark wanted to give you something, but he just never had time to. And it's this ring. And then they, you see like the, the tw- I guess a 21 gun salute, I guess you could say. Yeah. The cannon. The cannon. Like, yeah. The cannon fire of. Like a president had just been murdered or something. Mm-hmm. Like they're walking down, like the, the full few, color guard, yeah. Yeah, the procession. Powerful imagery. Very, in like the the whole. Everybody's got the candles up in the mm-hmm. air, and yeah. They do the black casket with the silver Superman shield on it, which is straight out of the comic book, and they yep. were able to really pull that off. And you, you just, you look at the devastation of like Bruce and Diana, just like completely. Just at a sad. loss of words, yeah, like just, everything, yeah, just confused. Because the movie began with a funeral, and it kind of ended with a funeral. Like it was mm-hmm. definitely, kinda, definitely. It was a, a perfect kind of bookend to how the movie opened up. You know, here's Bruce again. You know, you can't really get close to people because look what happens, and he's devastated as well. And, you know, like one of the final sequences is him walking out of the Smallville Cemetery, and it was it was really heartbreaking and sad and it was just everything that you know like Zack Snyder really is positive like he can he can pull those scenes off he really can and it was really emotional what did you guys think of that like I already obviously gave it like a five minute like kind of lead in but I already talked about <laughs> what I what now you guys that think I've about? said everything about it what do you want to say <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> go ahead Kyle I'm totally right there, Justin. I thought the entire death of Superman up until the funeral was so well done. I was, I was thinking all sorts of things at the time, and I thought, man, this is the end of the movie. This is going to be perfect. I'm so happy that it's kind of going to end this way, even though it's a sad note. It, it's such a perfect bookend for the way the movie started to where we are now. I'm pretty happy with the whole package as a whole up until then. Yeah, uh, I like. It was just really well done. I liked the I liked the two funerals going on at once. You mm-hmm. know, like here's what the world thinks of Superman, but then you have the the humble home feeling. You know, like the real like family oriented. Like this is Clark Kent, not Superman. Mm-hmm. Like we lost our son, not a hero. Like it, it was just the emotion that was pulled out of you. In those in those scenes was epic. I mean they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with that with Clark Kent being they pulled up they open up the page says you know one of Daily Planet's own die but what's gonna happen when he comes back like he can't work at the Daily Planet anymore. <laughs> yeah they kind of man themselves. from the Daily Planet that died uh, cloned in some crazy experiment and works for us again See, like that yeah. I don't know like whatever with that. I mean you can't take away like the ability to really pull we were making like people were like crying next to me at the fan screen too like really upset like like when you pull are able to pull emotion of tears out of someone at a superhero movie you've done something right yeah so it was really 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 kind of really emotional like i mean i'm 
I'm, I know Kyle said that he was disappointed with how that... It was so good up until that final scene when they're... They... She drops the did you dirt like the, on it. Did you like the, the Bruce and Diana dialogue? I like that. I think that would have been a more appropriate way to just like, I get have people ready for Justice League. Oh, I have a feeling. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it kind of felt like, do you feel like cheated out of his, that emotional A little death? bit. Yeah, I do. I would have felt like this movie was a more, would have been more powerful impact on me if it had just left, it just ended on that note of the Man of Steel is dead and there's impending doom coming. How are we supposed to take that dirt moving like that? Like, it could be from anything. It, I we 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 hinted about it like almost two hours ago, but like what <laughs> what are we what are we what are we taking away from that from that very last Superman snippet? could be alive, energies well, moving like is Flash showing up? Is this the arrival of do? Is this the arrival of Dark Side? Like what's going on that's causing this? Who knows? Yeah, because like maybe like it could be a, a like a boom. Something came from space and hit the Earth. You know, like. Boom, and it's just like an we, earthquake. Like maybe it is the flash. We may not up. know like, until man. the end of Wonder Woman or the beginning of Justice League. Yeah, because it was kind of teased that Superman would show up in Wonder Woman, right? Like there's potential that Superman might show up in Wonder Woman. Is there? I'm not sure. I, I thought I saw that. I haven't so heard anything about it. To see that, but like, I don't know. Like, what do you guys take from that last scene in Batman v Superman with the with the dirt coming up off of his casket? Were you let happy? us know. Send us a tweet. Send Sad. us an email. Send us a message. Um, overall, where do you think? Do you think the DC slate is in trouble? Because obviously, the critics dislike the film a lot. What do you think is going on with the behind the scenes with the studio? What do you what do you seriously? What do you what do you guys think, think about that? I think that yeah, the critic score is bad or whatever, but fans and ticket sales and review like things that we've been seeing come up now for the past for a couple of days. Like, I think the studio's laughing all the way to the bank right now, dude. I really do. I think they're line in their pockets with money and everything's on schedule. I think Justice League's going to go on as planned. Suicide Squad's coming out so quick oh, now, like so soon. Like I think that's going to be They are huge hit. just laughing all the way to the bank. They don't give a shit what critics are saying right now because you know what? The fans are back in this movie up right now and Who's watching this movie? The fans. So the critics aren't going to go watch it and again. People and people who said they've have it, they really didn't care for it, are seeing it multiple times. I've yeah, seen it. so it's it's just like the old Howard Stern conundrum. Like we asked a hundred people if they listened to Howard Stern, a hundred people said yes, and then we asked if they liked him. And 90 of those people said they hated them, and 10 of those people said that they liked them. So we asked, what keeps them listening? The people that liked them said, we want to see what happens next. The people that hated them said, we want to see what happens next. Like, it's, it's what it's going to be. Like, they, there's no way to not, you're, the, they're not going to write off DC movies because of this movie. There's no I way. I think that what needs to be done, though, after this Batman v Superman, is there needs to be a, a guy who is overlooking every 
thing. Like a, I wouldn't say like yeah. I, 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 not Kevin Feige coming over to DC. It needs to be someone like Kevin Jeff Feige's Jones. brother. Like a like a Bob Feige. Bob Feige. <laughs> Bob Feige. Like a DC movies head. Like the guy that the, the guy in like, charge in charge of the DC movies corp like development. Yeah, they need saying? to just like, have someone. He's like the global producer. Yeah. I really like, and the guy for me, like, I, you know, I've, I've thought, you know, maybe it's Snyder. John Ham. Maybe it's, it's been a while. Uh, Chuck Roven, but I really think that Jeff Johns needs to be the guy looking over everything, yeah. like, and not, and him not being like the guy who makes it uncomfortable to work for, like, cause you hear every once in a while that Kevin Feige is very studio driven. He don't really, like, here's our, here's what we're gonna do, and here's how it's gonna go. And, and you're this, doing it, like, yeah. I get that it's been successful for them, but I'm more for the 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 filmmaker based kind of things. But I do think that this the 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 critical reaction, if anything comes away from this, is there needs to be a guy like Jeff Johns, who's in the comic book world, who has written television before, who's done that kind of a thing, needs to just be overseen. Every little developmental deal that's been going on, making sure that the scripts are right, making sure that he gets he gets a say on what the final cut of the film is. You know what I'm saying? Like just someone who who can look and shepherd these films so that we're not getting Wonder Woman at 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, we're not getting Suicide Squad at you know I, even though I think Suicide Squad is going to be in the 80s on that. I I can't see that movie not popping. I really can't. I mean, I said that about we Batman said that v Superman. About this, yeah. But those, but those, but my criticisms of this film does not mean that this movie is complete crap. Oh, by no means. And like I said, I gave it a, I gave it a B. It wasn't a B plus. It wasn't a B minus. It was a straight B. And the reason, like I said, is when when you have this film that's been delayed, that's you, Extra time's been given to you. You need to take the opportunity to make sure. If you have to show it to the people that hate your work and say, "Hey, what do you think about this? Where's this movie not work? Where is it working?" You got to do, do that to make sure that this movie is right, one hundred percent. Then you got to do that. Now, I'm not saying that what Marvel has been doing. I've enjoyed everything. Like, I didn't care for Iron Man two. I didn't care for Thor. I didn't care for Iron Man three. Blah 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 blah. But for some reason, those fans it's an experience for them. Whenever I go see a Marvel movie, everyone's cheering, everyone's clapping, everyone's laughing. Batman v Superman was, everyone was dead silent. Yeah. There were a few claps or a few laughs here Even and there. at the end, it was just kind of like a... Right. Even at the fan screen, there wasn't a huge clap. And it's like, yeah, it, was and a golf are... it was a golf clap. It was a golf clap at best. You right. Know? And, you know, and that, I don't know, like, you know, I got a, there was a huge, ex- huge reaction from people that's, at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. So I'm not saying that that's a huge that's a huge indicator of whether a movie does well or doesn't do well. But I'm just saying like I really do like they just need to make sure they just need to make sure that these films we can't have this anymore. We can't have a film that you that you're th- throwing all this money, you're getting the best actors, you're getting the best writers, you're getting a good director. You have a good producing core, you have the best sets, you have the best of everything. They need to make sure at the end of the day, everything is firing on all cylinders. And the, the, if they're not going to do that, then there's no reason to expand, to have a DC extended multiverse. 
Just give me Superman, give me Batman, and I'm happy. Yeah, the solo films will do if you're not going to... Yeah. If you're not going to make sure that... Because I want to see Wonder Woman. I want to see Ben Affleck's Batman movie, solo Batman movie. But if you're not going to make sure that this film works... It, it's put. It, I feel like there's a lot of... Ba- there's residual bad taste in people's mouths. I've seen... I've seen it on both, oh my goodness, it's the best comic book movie of all time from fans. And I've also seen people's like, man, it left a really bad taste in my mouth. So, I don't know, like, what, what, what do you guys think? Well, like, Kyle, like, what, what do you think needs to happen for the DC to make sure that something like this never happens again? Do you think um, that, do you think Snyder should walk away? What? I don't think Snyder needs to walk away, but what he does need is, like I said, a Jeff Johns-like character to oversee, at least a little bit of the production, just to make sure Zack Snyder's not trying to put too much in, or just kind of make sure that, like, yeah, this is a well-paced movie, where this is going to be technically fine. Because for me, Batman vs. Superman's biggest flaws are all minor technical problems that should easily be fixed, but weren't. And it's not anything wrong necessarily with the way, well, it's not necessarily anything wrong with what's actually in the movie, the substance of the movie. That's fine. It served its purpose to build up for the next one. It's just the technical issues like the pacing, the editing. That is the stuff that needed to be fixed here. And I It's something that's easy, too. It's easy to fix. Like this And is, everyone's trying. It's not like Peter Jackson was like, well, I winged it. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> I don't think Zack Snyder winged it, but it could have used a little bit more polish in that front. So going forward, as long as they can fix the technical issues, the substance itself is fine. And I think the rest of the DC. So you're saying story-wise. Story-wise, like, yeah, there was a couple of issues of a character here or there. Again, have someone oversee it. Maybe you can find these unnecessary plot lines like the Lois Lanes or whatever. The Keef issue. Like the Keef, yeah. Like maybe... Someone will notice these before they get too far into production. That's what I'm hoping for. But other than that, I think they're on the right track. And I'm personally really, really looking forward to Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and Justice League. Tom? Um, I, I don't have anything else to add to that. I'm just, I'm with, I'm, I'm with you guys. If, I'm if, there. If Suicide Squad, which I, like I said, I think will pop. Just everything I've seen, like, there has been no questions. Like, like I had a few, I, as much as I enjoyed the, the, the trailers of Batman v Superman, there were a few, like, underlying, like, questions. Like, I don't, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I know I said that privately to you guys, because, I like, I'm trying to be a hype master, too. I, I'm for these films. I, I'm pro-Batman. I'm pro-Superman. I'm pro-DC. Well, if Suicide Squad doesn't pop and doesn't get the... the the critical response that I'm hoping it will. What what's gonna happen? There 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 will be zero for three. At that point, mm-hmm. where where do they go? Do they shut it down for? Do they stop everything? I think they could afford to shut it down. You know, I don't think they could afford to shut it down. I think maybe, like we just kind of spoke about, like maybe they do just focus on these solo films. Maybe maybe it's not the time to try to pull maybe it's not time to unite to seven you know like but at this point they've already they've hyped it so much that i the only way to go from here is in the direction that they've been 
hinting at and going. I mean, I think the train's already, like, left the station. I think everything's already in motion. I don't think, like, they're gonna... They're gonna halt production on the Wonder Woman movie or anything like that. Or I like, mean, they're way like, too far into production at this point. Yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna halt the the production or anything going on with Justice League. I just, I yeah. think everything's like, gonna like go said, that train's as already planned. Going. It's already going. It's already in motion. There's, like, it would, they would be way less cost effective to, it, it would just be terrible to stop that right now, you know? They've right. already built this hype. They've, how much money have they spent on marketing? Even though their marketing hasn't been that great, they usually say how much double, money they still spend on marketing? Right. They usually say double whatever your production budget is, double that for your marketing. Insane. So, I'm I'm just I'm just nervous about that second week. Is this movie gonna make gonna get the legs that it deserves? And if it doesn't, then what's the studio gonna think? Whether they gonna are they gonna scrap all the plans? Are they gonna fire Snyder? I don't think it needs to be fired, but I do think that they they need to have, and maybe maybe it was one of those things where it was a uh, movie made by committee. I don't think that's how it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know the behind the scenes. And I enjoyed, mo- I'm a, I'd say I enjoyed 90% of this film. But when 10% of the film is not well received by majority, and you're getting a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, that there needs to be some question marks on going forward with the film. And I'm I'm not even for critics on it. Like, I've been pretty, pretty brutal with my take on the critics and Rotten Tomatoes. I Like I said, when Sharknado has a higher Rotten Tomato score than Batman v Superman, the usefulness of that site needs to be questioned. Yeah, it's a, it's a click at this point, I would say. I, I don't know, like... If uh, so, don't you feel like that though? Like it's like, like when it, like you said, when something like that occurs, and you just you know, the director from Sharknado didn't go home going, "I made a fucking Oscar-worthy film today." And we're gonna talk like, to him. About we it. are, and like he sounds like he's a great guy. I'm sure he, we have a lot of research to do and stuff. But like we, it, he, he probably went home more like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just." made a film and then they are gonna let me make three more like right. <laughs> where batman v superman like Zack snyder was probably going home going i made cinematic gold you know right. and like when i when i saw him recently and with you know when they asked the crit when uh a journalist asked him a question like hey what do you think and he he just looks like Physically and emotionally spent, like it's he's stressed look, right out. Yeah. He looks like he, he looks like his wife was just murdered or a kid died or something. Yeah, he's it's rough. They yeah, him and Ben Affleck both. They both look like just at a, just distraught. Right. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be interesting these next few months because Justice League begins filming April eleventh. Now, if they push the if they push the start date back on that. I'm worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they if things go according as planned, then I'm not gonna worry too much. But then again, it's like everything rides. Everything was riding on Batman v Superman. Now everything really is riding on Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, definitely. And then these solo films too. They they can't have they can't have. I can't see Wonder Woman being bad though at this point. 
I know, but I said that we said that about Batman v Superman, and it wasn't bad. It it wasn't bad, but it needs to be. These movies need to be received better by critics. Do they? Okay. Do they really need to be? If they're making money and have good fan reception, do they really need the critics' opinions to be good? I think. How many times do we agree with? Look at the Transformers movies. Those are usually panned by critics, but they still make fuck tons of money. But at the same, but we beat. But okay, that's a good question because I I have issues with those films, but yeah. I still go see them. Right. I see them just for the spectacle. I don't go into Batman v Superman just for the spectacle. I go in because I love these characters. So do I? Do I don't know. That's a good question. Do we need to rely on these critics? I don't know. I've been very critical of the critics. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I... Are you critiquing these critical critics? Yes. Um, I, I guess, for me, like it, it would be just much easier for these films to get made if the critics... Were helping a little? Were, were being more... Open? And, and I know that a lot of the critics dislike Snyder. for it. Huh? I said I don't know what the word is for it. Yeah, I, I'll ask you this. Okay, because you're kind of like in done the music thing. Yeah. When when a critic doesn't like, have you ever had a critic just not like your work and you're like, oh yeah, we've definitely like, in the past with bands I've been in and stuff. Like yeah, but there's like certain people like it's a click, man. Like it, there's certain people. It's like it doesn't matter what you put out, whether it's like in the music industry, whether it's rock and roll. Or poppy or metal, you know, like there's always there's that guy that's just not that doesn't like your band, you know, that doesn't like and now does or that doesn't aff- like the person, one person even, you know, and it's like and I'm sorry, does that what does that now when when you know that going in, does that affect you? Do you try your best to 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 turn that guy to like yeah, I really want this guy, like I'm gonna work really hard and Honestly, try to make to turn this guy to onto us honestly like for me it's gonna sound really cliche and stuff but it's it's true man and it's true from like most of my musician friends that i know and still talk to and play with or whatever like it's i don't give a i don't give a damn what those guys say like i'm there i'm playing for the people that are standing in front of me watching me play that are singing along with our songs that are buying our cds that are buying our or the tickets to our shows that are buying our t-shirts, you know, that, that, that share and retweet the shit that we put on our social media, you know, like those are the people we're doing all this stuff for. If a critic says our album sucked or whatever, we, I mean, do we read it? Yeah, we'll read it. Does it, does it like weigh on us a little bit? Yeah, we definitely think about it in the back of our heads, but like, we kind of just said, like, who's, what's, who, who cares? It's, it's what the fans think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so continue on with this thought. Do you guys go when you read like a bad re- like review of your of your work? The next time around, do you try to like? I try to to mold the next. The I next... try to relate. I, I see where you're going. I I try to relate myself with the reviews that I read. You know. And especially after, like, seeing the movie, you know, witnessing the product, and then going back and reading the reviews, like, I try to relate and think about where they're coming from and stuff, but all these negative reviews that I'm reading, I 
have an argument for him. So mm-hmm. it's just, I don't agree. I just literally don't agree with him. I can't even put myself in their shoes. I can't force myself to even go, all right, I see the, okay, it kind of was bad. It, I don't agree with them at okay, all. Okay, now, when you're putting out, okay, so let's say you, yourself, you play, you play yeah. a show, you made a, you wrote a song, put out an album, and a critic d- pans it. They really just don't like it, whatever reason. Now, the, the next album you guys write, are you guys, are you guys thinking like, Okay, this person didn't like this, so let's try to do something a little different. So maybe, or is it not even an issue? It's not even it's not even an issue because the chances are that guy's gonna write the same review he wrote about the first album. You know what I mean? He's already got an idea about us in, our, in his head, and that's the way he's gonna go with it. People, like, the human mind's crazy. You get an idea going, you know, like think about like. Someone like a pathological liar. They believe their lies, you know? Like, the mind is crazy. Once you tell yourself something so many times, that becomes a fact in your mind. So, it's just, we don't, I I wouldn't, like you said, I put out an album, someone writes a bad review, I put out another one, do I worry about that guy trying to impress him? No, I don't care. I mean, that's just, personally, that's how it's always been. And I think that's how the... DC's gonna look at this conundrum that's going on right now. The Rotten Tomatoes, they got 30%, but the fan, the fan percent, it's, it's where it should be, you know? Like, it's, that's fair. I, you gotta, it's plus minus 10 for that kind of stuff. Like, that's fair where it's at. Now, if that, if that fan score would have been 50%, would we be having a different conversation? I think so. Do you think we, we? I think we would because I, I think if the, I honestly think if that fan score was fifty percent, I think all three of us would have a little bit different opinions of the movie anyway. We're already that, pretty critical of yeah, it. Yeah, if that yeah. fan score gets to fifty percent, there's a reason that the fans are saying that. Like mm-hmm. you can, it that that fan scores are that's what's important to me as a fan, not the critic scores. Like Kyle said, I. When's the last time I've paid attention to what a critic said about something? If I'm, if I decide I'm gonna go see something, I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. Like regardless, like, we saw that Tarzan, uh, trailer. trailer. Like, I want to see that movie now. I don't care what anybody says about it. It looked good. I'll probably go see it. I want to see it because Christoph Waltz is in it. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, but like, I'm just oh saying, like, from I, I seen it last night. I thought about it today. Like, you know, I was like, I. I want to see that movie. Like, I have that in my head now. I'll probably go see that movie. You know, like it's so. So, like looking at the the reaction of Affleck and Snyder were to those because Henry kind of answered it. He's like, "Look, it's what the fans. It's it's really matters what the fans." And Affleck was kind of like, kind of like. Like, I agree. Like, I kind of see, like, whenever we've talked about music before, like, I kind of see, like, you're, like, kind of like Affleck. Now, come, like, is that... Yeah, I'm, like, ripped. No, no, like, you're kind of, like, like, he was kind of, like, giving the look, like, this is a stupid question. I agree because I'm not, because if I really get into it, do do you think that's, do you think that's why he gave that? Or do you think, like, he, deep down, he's like, we fucked up. No, I think he's like this is fuck this is a stupid question. Like Do you remember how excited for the movie he was before the critic reviews came out? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he still believes that in his heart that he made a good movie and he's proud of it. It doesn't matter if you think if you think and or know you made the best product in the entire world. 
when you that guy's been on that guy's been being hammered by press for weeks now about this stuff when you hear repeatedly over and over and over and over like i said whether you whether you think or know you made the best whatever when you constantly get hammered by questions about how your product is bs and crap that's gonna you're gonna have an attitude you're gonna look like you just don't care because guess what that guy doesn't Ben Affleck doesn't care what you're saying about BVS right now. He knows what he did was great film. He knows he acted his ass off. And I am I think that he knows, just like I'm confident in saying that I know, that at the end of the day, this film's going to be where it should in, in box office and mm-hmm. reviews. So, do, okay, so with that, you know, kind of on the line of question of you, because like I said, like you've been a part of like the, you, you know how critics can be. Now, do you, do you, do you guys go in like the next day, we're going to practice our asses off, prove these motherfuckers wrong. Mm-mm. Or are you just like, we're going to stay the course and do what we know what we can do. I, we know how to do, we know how to play our instruments and we know how to make our music. Like I, I, if, if you want us to sound like, five finger death punch i'm sorry that's probably just not gonna happen you know like wait we sound like we sound like and that's what we do and that's what we're good at doing and I, i'm so, like any for say it's say it is a musician for any i mean like bands sound like bands you don't get a lot of bands that like change their sound every album you know like a band kind of gets its like disturbed sound, sounds like disturbed yeah, like right the, exactly like you can that's it would kind of be think about it, like Think if Metallica didn't sound like Metallica, you know what I mean? You'd be like, "What is this? What is this crap?" Like, you 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 need that. Like, you need to have like that niche sound or that niche filmmaking style. Like, yeah, Zack Snyder has a filmmaking style, and did it break through in this movie? Yes. Did it take away from this movie? Maybe it did a little bit, but at the end of the day, and at the end of everything. Was it a good film or was it a bad film? It was a good film. And I don't, I don't care. I don't care, and I don't think he, they care. Like what these critics have to say right now, because they went home knowing they made something good. Do you, do you, as as you as a musician, and I'll kind of relate to this to the film. Do you ever think like these motherfuckers could never play this kind of music anyway? They can't pick yeah. up an instrument. And, well, and definitely. Acts. Like, yeah, there's always that aspect of it, too. It's like, well, what instrument do you play, buddy? Like, okay, well, what film did you make, man? Like, yeah, that, that I mean, and it's it sounds, like, cocky and, like, big egoed to say, but, yeah, like, you know, I, the, I took time out of my life to to come up with an idea and record or put it on paper or whatever you do with that idea to make it legit and then put it into production and put it into post-production and edit it and change this and rewrite that and add this into it and all that and my time my money my hard work my blood sweat tears like what did you what did you make like, you just wrote a little piece of paper saying that you'd like to dislike something. Exactly. Put yeah. a letter on it. Exactly. At the end of the day, like, who did more work? So I don't... Critics are critics, and 
some some people are really good at it, and that's why they get paid for it. It's <laughs> it's it's so it's, it's a strange. So you're job. You, for you, you're like that's not even a factor. Screw the no. screw the they. So basically, you're like you know we. I guess you're saying is like they're aware of it, they're aware of what's going on, but they don't. At the There's end of the day, of, they don't care. A lot of artists don't even read. I mean, Jesse Eisenberg hasn't even seen the film, and he said he probably never will. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of professionals that never see their work, you know? Like, they're like, yep, I did it. There's a lot of professionals that will, that literally Johnny will Depp not doesn't. read a review of anything they've done because they don't want to feel like we're talking about right now. They don't want that, oh man, like, did I make a piece of shit? Did I, did I do something wrong? Did I do something bad? Like, they don't want that feeling. Because, mm-hmm. And they don't they don't need to have that feeling because it was their idea, it was their work. I mean there's there like we, we use Sharknado earlier. There's people that are like diehard Sharknado fans that there's people out there that are Sharknado's my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And they legitimately one hundred percent believe you know, and they do. That is their favorite movie, and that's fine to each their own, you know? And for them to get mad that somebody wrote a bad review about it, like just don't sweat it, because not everybody likes everything the same. It's... That's, that's fair. Yeah. Are you the kind of the artist that, like, once you put something out, you're just like, I'm done with it, I don't want to listen to it, I've already, I already know how it sounds? Or do you kind of, like... I, I mean, for me, the podcast... Like, I don't so- run out of my way to, like, listen to my own work, but, like, if someone was like, hey, throw something on that you've done, like, yeah, I'll listen to my own album and be like, oh, listen to this, this is cool, you know? Like, right, that's how I'm kind proud of-, of my work. Like, when I... When I go back and listen to a, an album I've recorded or something, or just a song that I that I went to the studio to help record, like even if I it was just like a vocal track that I helped do, like it's satisfying to listen to that and like I did that and it was documented and it was recorded and like I made money off this, you know, like, I did something with my my trade, you know, mm-hmm. that's satisfying. I don't care who you are. Like, and that's how I, like whenever like. There's just been a few people like, well, I don't like your podcast because of this or that, and like some, and like I was like to each his own. And that's fine. Yeah. And I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with that. But I'm like, what you said is like, I'm kind of like Jesse Eisenberg, Johnny Depp. I kind of like once I'm done with it, I kind of like unless like Paul Dini or something. I, there's a lot of episodes that I've never even heard. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, like the. I think this is a little bit different animal though, because we like we have so much content come out like. We have a heavier flow of content. Right. You know? I, but yeah, like, I don't run out of my way. I'm like, I'm going to listen to my podcast today, you know? Like, <laughs> right. no, I don't. But So when people's like, so a lot of times, like, we'll get every once in a while, I guess, not a lot of times, but some people comment about there's a there's an extra noise there or something over there, like, pfft. Yeah, like, that was that was a month ago, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, when would, yeah, by the time you've heard that, it was a, it was a month ago. Like, so wait, the, okay. Cool. So like there's like I said a lot of times so like there's a I I for me anyway like I can I have it like I kind of have to have it both ways like I want people to like my stuff at the same time I can't get everyone to like everything we do because no someone's going to find fault with something somebody's not going to like something and that's fine and you know like sometimes I just once we throw an episode out like it is what it is. Somebody likes it, somebody doesn't like it. I'm still going to do the best job that I can. And I feel like, and I know we're kind of like talking long-winded, but I feel like we you know we talked to like Zack Snyder, like what the, what's going on there. They're probably thinking the same thing. We we worked our ass off. We know what how, we were in the Michigan summer when it's 
95 In the hellhole of Detroit. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like, we worked our... Ben Affleck lifted those weights. He had a... He had to get Jack. Henry Cavill had to lift those weights. They had to they had to rewrite scenes. They had to do this or that. So, at the, do I think that they're going to look at this? Do I do I think that they're looking at the critics' reviews? Mm, kind of. I don't think they're. I think they're they're going to look at the most extreme reviews. And maybe though, like maybe maybe there's some validation there. But at the end of the day, I think I think that they're like they're going to be on like we, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And how much time do you really think those people have to put their nose in their phone or in their laptop or their iPad or whatever and literally, like, physically read reviews? Right. I have, I have like, another question. Like, if if something is, like, cri- like critically praised, yeah. like, say, like, you, like, you put out, like, an awesome song or album or something that everyone liked. Do you look? Are you reading those review positive stuff, or is this kind of the same kind of a thing? It's kind of the same principle. Like I don't go out of my way to read like a positive review because it obviously, it, like I said, I don't care who you are. A positive review on something you personally created is gonna make you feel like a million bucks, man. Like, but that's part of the ego thing. Like you can't get out of hand and be like, well. I got all these amazing reviews, so I'm the best in the world. You know, right, and you I, can't do that. It's just you just all you take it with a grain of salt, whether mm-hmm. it positive or negative. It's just a grain of salt. It's just you roll it off your shoulders because guess what? You don't like what I like, and he don't like what I like, and I don't like what he likes. But we all we all still get though. along. Yeah, we all have Pokemon, <laughs> but you know, like we all get along, and that, that's that's what's important. We all have our different interests interests. But we have the same interests too at the same time. Like it, yeah, so I kind of I kind of want like because you're kind of like you have to deal with that. Like it, like I'll post like I'll write a review and like I'm kind of the guy that like oh my god this was a, really good and I really appreciate this. But I'll look at the one like this guy forgot a comma here. Like that will just that's why I kind of stay away from it. Yeah, because, see that makes you mad. You're like, dude, I did all this. And that's what you're worried about? The freaking comma? Right. Like, come on. Like, you, you're missing the whole point. You're just trying to be a jerk now. Right. And so, like, and, like, I, when we first started all this, like, I would let that bug the shit out of me. Now I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. It's out there. Like, I'm going to yeah. go re, I'm going to go in and there edit it just so it's just taken care of. Yeah. So. Your principle, it's done. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. So, but that's why I kind of, like, when something's out in the in the in the zeitgeist of public, either they're gonna love it or they're gonna hate it. There's really no in between. So yeah. So I mean, Batman v Superman's on justice. I, is there anything else we gotta go over? I think we we've talked about the movie longer than the extra runtime movie. <laughs> yeah, we have now. Two twenty five. So I mean. Let let's do one last thing. Let's let's give it the score one to ten. Justin, I know you said it was an eight five. Right, eight point. I'm gonna say it was a solid eight for me, Kyle. Uh, I'm gonna put it at eight as well. I really do want to see it again. It had its flaws at least one more time, but it satisfied me, and I'm gonna go see it again sometime this really? week. Really? Yeah. See, I was really afraid that Kyle was gonna like. You it. knew I was gonna like it. I Batman was me and stabbed somebody. So <laughs> but Kyle Tom was said. like, I'm the critical one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he. Kyle does not even like Dark Knight Rises, so... I hate and Kyle, you have the same score I did, an 8, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, 8.5, 8, and an 8, and an average 8 point whatever. 
So eight point two or whatever, but I mean, not a perfect movie. But not a perfect, it's pretty movie, good, but a hell of a movie, man. I prefer this movie over Half Marvel Slate. Yeah, it could be movie. It could I mean, be the best when, movie. When of the half year, your slates like, like Iron Man sequels and Thor movies, it, it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, leave it at that. don't forget to check us out at www.shanleynotbatman.com, like always. But also, don't forget to check us out and the other lovely podcasts that have been thrown into the mix at www.podcastempirenetwork.com. If you don't know what that is, we have started our own podcast network. Um, we've got a few new shows. Kyle, tell us about your new show that you just recorded oh, before you did this, hours. man. Let me tell you. Today Let alone, I recorded you. like six six hours worth of podcasts. And that's awesome. Half of that being uh, the premiere episode of Mouse and Joystick, which is my own personal gaming news and reviews kind of podcast. You can look for that probably to come out the day after this one. So if you're into Tell that, us a little bit of what you talked about. Oh, my God. Where to start? Like I said, it was three hours long, oh a lot longer God. than I expected. But, you know, we go into topics like what the virtual reality helmets that are coming out could mean for the future of the gaming nice. industry. Uh, we spent probably half that time also talking about just some games that came out recently and what we thought of them. Like, like I said, a lot of first impressions, a lot of reviews. So if you're a gamer, check out Mouse and Joystick. Awesome. We also got, uh, we also got Kim and Rihanna, the girls doing, uh, takeout comics. They got their pilot episode up right now. You can find that at podcastempirenetwork.com. You can find it on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast One, any of those awesome iTunes, iTunes YouTube, anything that you uh, yeah, that you use podcasts. They find podcasts on. Yeah, we're also part of the Batman Podcast Network. Yes, we are. That's so, right. Uh, we'll have Bill. We'll, we're doing this crossover with Bill next weekend. So. Yeah, we'll be on the BOF podcast with Bill. It's gonna be an interesting one. That would be really good. And uh, Bill's Bill's opinion of the. Uh, of the film is a little bit different than ours from what we understand too. So the opinion's pretty average. So it should be a real interesting podcast. Mm -hmm. It'll, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm as well. So we can find me at Batman Shanlin. You can find me at Batman bass slap. And you can find me at looting Kyle. So for, for all of us for episode 58 of Shanlin on Batman, I'm Justin Shanlin, Kyle Davis, Tom Harbor.